And welcome to Ghost Divers. This is an anime podcast on the Export Audio Network. Uh, I'm your co-host, Neve, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Connor. Hey. And today we're going to be talking through chapters 19 uh, through 24 of Nana, which are published in volumes 6 and 7. Um, we, get a, we get a joke here, too, about, like, you know, the thought that maybe this manga would end at volume 7. <laughs> I think at like that in the like post the like you know bonus material yeah, at the, the back bonus. of seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um in the pre- in the like context of like it's gotta be ending soon because it would make sense to end it at seven and be like, oh, <laughs> it's not ending. <laughs> Wait, this is volume seven. Yeah. Um uh, do you wanna make the prefatory comments this time? I feel like I I did more of that last time. Um yeah, I mean, I I don't have, I guess I don't have a ton. Um, there are, so one, I do think we, but also in a way where like uh, Nana continues to be a little bit more obscured from us, or like her interiority at least, right? I think we're getting more of her. <clears throat> we're getting more scenes that are like her talking to people um, and expressing things that way. Uh, we are getting, I think, lots of pointed like images of her eyes or her reactions to things, but mm-hmm. we don't get monologues from her and still in the same way that like we get from Hachi. Um, 
but there are lots of like very key ways that I think the the manga has set up like Nana coming to this realization like Hachi was also sort of coming to about like this love that they're sharing um so I think that'll be one thing that will will come up a little bit more again this time because I think there's some things that the manga is doing to like further support that from the other side because uh, so much of the the early chapter is like more Hachi's infatuation with Nana you know um yeah. and like small signs from that Nana is like reciprocating in some way but I think here we get uh in a way that also makes sense for I think her as a character and like what we know about her that um more of it is also coming through as she begins to become aware that she might lose Hachi and then becomes possessive and scared about that um, yeah and that in and of itself saying a lot about how she feels about Hachi. Um, yeah. Yeah. We definitely start to get more of the shape uh, of those feelings through, uh, like you said, a lot of different, a lot of different signs. Yeah. Um, that are, uh, the artistry of is, is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, but also the content is interesting as well. Um, um, the other thing I just want to note going into this episode, sort of like as a content warning thing for people, uh, is that we are just getting more into what's going on with Shin, which means that we're going to have to talk more about like grooming and, and that kind of stuff happening with him. Um, so uh, that's also just a little like forewarning. We'll probably focus a little bit more on Shin than we have. Uh, because that whole, like, you know, additional plot is coming into the floor more now. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot more. Um, some of the characters are emerging a lot more um, as far as their backgrounds, but also their um, just the their motivations and what's going on with them. Shin yeah. being a key one related to that, obviously, Reira uh is big and then nobu also um begins to take more of a center stage become uh, less forgettable (laughs) yeah um and not only that but like taking center stage for a lot of uh these chapters like long stretches yeah Uh, and obviously continuing to get a good bit more about takumi as well um so yeah. we'll see, we'll see where all that goes. Um, and also I think we'll talk about Takumi as it develops, but I think there's already some stuff in here that we can talk about where, um, you know, as awful as Takumi is as much as, uh, I fucking hate that man and I think he should die. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's also like little moments we can talk about that are complicating that. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, there's one in particular I really want to call out, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're also getting a little bit more background on like trap nest as a band, which I think is significant. Yeah. Which we're, we're scraping the, uh, the top of the iceberg on the background of trap nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's going to be a lot more with that. Um, yeah. but the stuff with talking me, uh, just as one additional comment to what you've said, um, I think 
it begins to be more complicated uh, or the manga uh, is really digging into other people's feelings about Takumi and what it means for them. Yeah. Uh, and then the ways that people react to him and what he does that uh, oftentimes tell us more about those characters than it does <laughs> than it tells us about talking me yeah. um, and that sometimes uh, at least in these chapters that being a thing with talking me um, that people's responses and feelings about him uh, are often uh, again at least in these like chapters telling us a lot about those people um, yeah so uh, we'll we'll see all that as well yeah. Um, I guess in the context of this too, I know this came up when we talked about it on the New Year special. Um, I think it came up on there, or maybe it was on the the manga cafe with um, M that I recorded. But I've seen uh, it's like a small subsection of the Nana fandom make this argument that uh, it's like bad to hate Takumi for the things that he does because there's a lot of stuff that you could read as him being like autistic or on the spectrum in some way. Um, and I, I think that like that read could be true. There are, there are ways that he behaves where I think you could, you could read him as like an autistic character. Um, I also think that autistic people can still be abusive uh, if they are, like doing some of the actions that Takumi is doing. Um, again, it may like explain some of the ways that he like, uh, has difficulty with like, you know, having this empathy for other people or like being able to understand and read emotions in the moment, stuff like that. Uh, but there are also very specific things that we will get to that are like, you know, that, that is like to, to scapegoat that onto autism, I think is more upsetting to me than anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> to, to say that like somebody who has autism cannot help themselves but be abusive, um, is nowhere near anything that I want to like support. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I just don't think it's true. Yeah. Or that yeah. we can't evaluate their actions beyond that point, mm-hmm. uh, is also, um, yeah. It's also questionable. Uh, but I think our analysis uh, so far and then uh, going forward will hopefully, as suggested by our comments hitherto, <laughs> uh, we'll try to go beyond a uh, – we'll try to follow the manga in going beyond a um, reflexive or uh, shallow – vilification um well recognizing like the harm that he does um yeah i think the the manga wants us to go a lot deeper um with with takumi and, and all of its characters uh so yeah hopefully our analysis will uh will not fall into the trap that i think the uh maybe this the argument from this <laughs> subsection of the fandom is like trying to resist well yeah. we're not going to do either one of those things uh, yeah. i don't think that's the right path or the path that is like th- that the manga takes yeah um should we get into the synopses yeah let's do it do you want to go first or do you want me to go first sure yeah chapter 19 
Shin and Reira begin their secret illicit affair. I love how you wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Hachi tells Nana about Takumi, and Nana puts her own feelings aside to be supportive of Hachi's new relationship, but also says she has decided to stay at Ren's place for two weeks while Trap Nest is back home. Uh, we'll we'll un- uh, unfurl this soon. Yeah. Hachi also learns that Nobu knows about her and Takumi, uh, and Nobu eventually finally professes his love to her, uh, leaving Hachi in a state of self-doubt and confusion, uh, wherein she doesn't really know who she doesn't really know what she wants to do uh, between being with Nobu and being with Takumi. Yeah. Um, chapter twenty. Blast is being scouted by a major label, and they decide to go into overdrive practicing for the next concert in order to wow the record exec. So basically, it's like, uh, you know, we saw your your like demo recordings and stuff. Uh, we want to go see you live before we like proceed with this. Um, so they're they're preparing for that. Um, Shin goes to spend the night with a woman named Ryoko who is uh, the aforementioned flight attendant that uh, came up in like a previous chapter uh, who looks like Reira. Um, there's that, that like fill in the blank, uh, you know, obscenity that came up with, with this character. Um, and she seems to be the main person grooming him. Um, you know, one of the, the signs here being the like lemon and perrier drink that she makes uh, that um, he also makes. So, yeah, there's also like connections that we get about. Uh, Shin says when he's, um, like in exchange for, like the sex work that he's doing, he gets gifts and stuff, and then we find yeah. out that, like, the person giving him gifts is this woman. Yeah. Um. Also, there's a part where he will refer to her as his mom. Um. Or his parents, basically, um, later on. But Sounds anyway, like we have a lot to deal with here. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Reira runs into Takumi in their home uh, hometown as Takumi seemingly avoids all responsibility and communication during Trapness time off. Um, he's just like sitting on the beach, staring out for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> completely isolating yeah. himself. Um. With no word from Takumi because he is avoiding all com- uh, communication. Human contact. Years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hachi eventually resolves to not bother him and hope he'll just ghost her so she can move on and date Nobu, who she begins having uh, feelings for after they... Oh, uh, there's already the part where the feelings are having. Uh, she begins having him walk her home every night from uh, the practice space because, you know, Blast is doing all this practicing. Um... I got slightly confused with my, my, I thought that I had a typo and I didn't. Is <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Um, but then Takumi reappears suddenly one night waiting for her, um, in his like big SUV, uh, you know, along the walk home. And Hachi uh, again chooses him over Nobu and decides that she could no longer go to the band's practice sessions because she cannot bear to see Nobu again, um, after this sort of, you know, betrayal. Um, at least that's definitely how she's reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, Hachi tells Nana sort of vaguely about like, oh, Takumi's, 
you know, back or whatever. Um, and I'm not going to come by the practice session. So I don't want to get in the way. Uh, Nana seemingly then decides not to return from her extended stay with Ren. Uh, on the night of the concert, Hachi picks Misato up at the train station. Chapter 21. Blast plays a completely packed and sold out show, impressing the record exec in the audience. When he invites them to sushi to discuss a potential contract, Nana calls Hachi to say they won't be home until late. Hachi, uh, who meanwhile has prepared a, a huge uh, feast uh, for the after party, um, lies about having <laughs> about having done that uh, and says like, oh, no, don't worry, I haven't cooked anything. Uh, so Nana won't feel bad. Uh, but meanwhile, Hachi is crushed. Uh, when Nana speaks to Misato on the phone, Hachi feels left behind by Nana. Um, so Nana is like, oh, we're not coming home. And then Hachi is like, oh, don't worry. I haven't cooked anything. Uh, and then Nana is like, can I talk to Misato? Uh, and Hachi then is like, feels jealous. The old feelings about Misato come back. Yeah. And also Nana has to quickly run to, to go to the dinner. Uh, and so it's just like, you know, tell Hachi to buy for me or, you know, uh yeah yeah uh hachi then texts takumi to tell him not to come over all summer uh because she's having a friend over and he like immediately calls uh calls her possessively like checking to see if she's cheating on him uh and uh she says no he's like oh is this a a female (laughs) the the irony of of this is uh is apparent, but he's like, Oh, is your, is your friend uh female? And she's like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, Oh, okay, good. You're not cheating on me. Hangs up. Uh, and then Hachi caves and calls him back to hook up because she's, uh, extremely lonely. Um, in response, Rira also texts Shin to hook up because Rira has overheard, uh, yeah, his witness in the car together. <laughs> Yeah, is in the car with Takumi and has witnessed the uh, this chain of events. Uh, so Reiro then texts Shin to hook up. Uh, after the meeting over sushi, Nana does, in fact, return to the apartment to see Hachi, uh, but has just missed her leaving. Uh, when she opens the fridge, uh, she sees all of the food that Hachi's made, um, and especially the celebratory strawberry cake, and realizes... Um, what's happened uh, and she breaks down and cries uh, chapter 22 the next morning Nana takes the food Hachi made to Nobu's place and tells Nobu to make sure everyone in Blast eats some uh, Hachi wakes up early to go to work and slips out while Takumi is still asleep leaving a note apologizing for bothering him when Takumi wakes up later he learns that Reira also got a room at the same hotel but she lies about why um, basically saying that she was car sick and he's like, you never get car sick. You like long car rides. <laughs> uh, so he's definitely suspicious of it, but she, mm-hmm. she does not say I also hooked up with someone. Um, Hachi returns home to find all of blast sans Nana who's at work having a party in room 707. Um, Misato is also here. Uh, and they thank her for the food. They talk about if they will take the contract deal or try an indie label first, and then they discuss Takumi's devotion to writing beautiful songs for Reira's voice and Ren's commitment to that vision. (laughs) 
Hachi reflects that she doesn't feel jealous about Takami and Reira's strong bond, even though it feels like she should. Shin and Nobu and Hachi uh, go on a... Or Shin has Nobu and Hachi go on a beer run again, um, essentially hoping that they will reunite. And they do. <laughs> um, and uh, Hachi decides that she has to break things off with Takami. Chapter 23. Shin and Yasu head out uh, while um, Hachi and Nobu are gone. Uh, with Shin going to see Ryoko and Yasu indicating uh, that he seems to know more about Shin and his parentage than the rest of Blast. Um, no, there's... I, I would say there's no seeming here. He does know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he confronts Shin. Exactly how much he knows is unclear. He knows about yes. Shin's father, but whether or not he knows more beyond that is unclear. Yes. So he knows that. Uh, yeah, he he knows that Shin's legal guardian is like not who Shin claims, um, and knows who it is. Uh, Nobu tells Hachi to come to him when she's truly done with Takumi. Um, so they've like kissed and reunited and all of that. Um, and he's like, well, I don't want to force you. You have to make the choice for yourself. Uh, if you really want to be with me and not talk to me, then, uh, when you're done with him, I'll be waiting for you. Returning home, Hachi bathes with Nana and tries to, uh, she jumps in the bath that Nana is currently, uh, bathing in. <laughs> Immediately gets called a perf for it. We'll get into it. Yeah. And and tries to talk a little about her relationships, but is worried uh, that Nana will be disappointed in her and see her as fickle and flighty. She then calls Takumi to break up, uh, almost gives in to his charms again. Uh, Charms, we (laughs) we can talk about. He says like one sentence and she's like, oh no, I'm giving in again. Uh, (laughs) But then... uh, shouts uh but then gets like extremely angry with takami um because he she like clearly something is wrong and he's like oh are you pregnant that would be a huge inconvenience uh which is obviously horrible thing to say uh and that sets hachi off so she like shouts at him and is like never call me again uh and hangs up on him uh and a- afterwards, she's like, well, that's it. I just broke up with Takumi. Um, so immediately the next day, she goes to Nobu's work to tell him she broke it off with Takumi uh, so they can officially start dating. Chapter 24. Hachi and Nobu have sex together, and Hachi reflects on how she's grown in her relationships, noting that she wants to take care of Nobu instead of just always wanting the man to take care of her, which is how she approached previous relationships. Uh, Hachi returns home to find Nana is still there, and she tells Nana about her and Nobu. Uh, we can talk about Nana's reaction when we, when we get there. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobu and Hachi also go to Junko, uh, Junko and Kyosuke's art show, and Hachi's old friends talk about how she seems to have been keeping secrets about her relationships lately. Um, and also Junko suspe- uh, suspects that Nobu was not the guy she was trying to be secretive about. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, Takumi still doesn't know that Hachi considers them broken up. Um, and I think this is where we get a little, there's a part where we get a conversation between Takumi and Ren. And I know here is yes. where Ren's like, 
I'm staying out of this, but I know there's also one where he's like, uh, calling pregnancy an inconvenience is like kind of a shitty thing to do, my guy. <laughs> yeah, this is um, the this is that moment. Yeah. Um, Nana fully reveals the possessive and controlling side of herself who seeks to keep uh, Hachi all to herself when she tells Nobu that she used him to, uh, quote unquote, give Hachi free run of her kingdom. Shin goes to sleep with another woman named Keiko while Yasu and the record exec uh, meets with Shin's father to have him sign the contract. Uh, we can sort of talk about his father when we get there, but um, that's functionally what happens. And then uh, we end on Hachi repainting the walls of her room to cover up the shadow of her trap nest poster. Yeah. So a lot happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a second discussion uh, episode in a row where we're going to say that because things are moving, still moving quickly. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're getting a lot. The, uh, First page of chapter 19, I noticed something. Well, I noticed it last time and I forgot to mention it. Uh, Takumi, uh, Takumi's cigarettes are the panther cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, which is just panther. Uh, and it's depicted as it's a, a black cat. Uh, so we have, uh, another sign of this parallel between Takumi and Nana. Uh, we're talking me is the black panther and then Nana is the black cat. Um, so just want to call that out here because yeah. I forgot last time. Um, but also often when we see, um, the black cat uh, of Nana, it is like more like a pet cat, you know, whereas mm-hmm. here, uh, uh, black panther is like a, a more dangerous animal. Yeah. So there's, there's more of a, uh, uh, energy of danger here. Then uh, we move on to uh, Rera. I think this is the first thing that we we had set out to discuss in our notes. Was the scene with Rera and Shin? Yeah. Um. I think, oh, and this is interesting to talk to because we're gonna we're gonna come around to another version of this. Um. But, you know, we talked last time about the ways that uh, Rayra gets introduced um, immediately as, like, even as all the other characters are being humanized in some way. Uh, all the other, like, members of Trap Nest who are these celebrities, but, like, Takumi is immediately entering as, like, different than his celebrity persona. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, Rayra... Obviously, there's like a different tone to it, but a lot of the talk around her early on is still about like her as this pinnacle ideal of talent and femininity and beauty. And this is like what people who know her are also talking about her as. Um, and this is where we get one, we get this like specific uh, history to her in a way that we haven't so far. Um, and it's specifically around like her and Shin together. Um but we, so we get like this detail of, uh, her father was American, uh, but died when she was six. 
Um, and so she's, you know, half American. And so they decided not to publicize that she's half Japanese because then people would sort of expect her to have these like markers of American beauty, um, have this like great singing voice. Um, notably, uh, most like media, like, I don't know if it, I don't remember if it comes up specifically in the manga, but I know it comes up in both the anime and the, the, uh, movie that like she's also really good at speaking English um, and like singing in mm-hmm. English um, which Nana will also do but has more of like a, a Japanese accent to it um, in those like where they're like doing music for, for these um, characters um, and uh, we, we get her saying as long as I can sing I don't care either way like you know basically how they're they're presenting me um, everyone tells me how to act like do or say things that would ruin, uh, like don't do or say things that would ruin my image, but there's no image to ruin. I'm just me, which is like such stark contrast to like, she is the image in the way that everyone else has been talking to her up until this point. Um, and then she says this line, it's hard to be human, which is going to come up in a different context later. So I want to like, you know, put a pin in this. Um, yeah. but, uh, and it's very, uh, I think we're encouraged to um, to do that because of the way that it's it's so prominently uh, in in terms of the the story and also how it appears on the page here. It's centered yeah. against this black background. Very early um, in the chapter, the "It's hard to be human" is just an all black like panel that. Uh, does the entire width of the page, um, and it's just the the you know word bubble in there. Yeah, and it's also a really poignant moment because this is one of the first times we're hearing Rara speak, um, but we're immediately diving into this really difficult uh, emotion or uh, um, uh, multiple emotions that she has. Uh, yeah. So it's it's striking as well, uh, but we just dive really deep right away and then hit this um very poignant uh statement <laughs> that she's making yeah uh and then we we move on from it um um the other thing i i want to notice we move, we move on i mean one a thing that we're also getting in here both with like the first page with the the sort of uh from the future narration from hachi uh as well as this little part of like it raining um you know, the, the raviolis making her hair and clothes reek, all of this, uh, we're getting figured this like kind of, uh, depressive slump that Hachi has entered into with Nanagon. Um, yeah. But, uh, one thing I thought was also really key is cause we get this scene of, um, Shin and Reira in bed together. Uh, a lot of it is dark. The, the only real light source is Shin's lighter throughout this. Um, that he is using to uh, light a cigarette, like, you know, presumably after they've had sex. Um, and then in the, the like following chapters where they're in the practice space and Shin is talking to Nobu and then like the rest of the band is coming in. Um, one, there's like a, a little bit more of a, like, I feel like there's just an emphasis to draw him younger than, than she sometimes does. And this especially comes up where, um, like, everybody is sort of talking about the the contract stuff, but nobody is telling Shin what's going on. He feels really left out. Um, 
And then we get this, this one panel in particular where, uh, Shin shouts, what's everyone talking about? And just like, really like, it's kind of doing the chibi art style, but I think in a way to like, again, really emphasize the like, Shin is, is still a child in all of this. Um, yeah. It also does this when they're, when Shin is trying to get, uh, Nobu and Hachi to go buy the alcohol. Yeah. And it has this like unreal illustration of him where he is like imagined in the, as a schoolboy in his schoolboy outfit. So it's not yeah. like what he is really wearing at the moment, but it's like another one of the, this like chibi, uh, distortions. Yeah. That, uh, Ayazawa is doing, but it's, it's, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have had other stuff to bring up in these pages, but, um, um, the only other thing is, and this is kind of, you've touched on it, but, uh, Rayra having to hide her identity or else be subject to even more stereotypes and objectification. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of caught in this bind, uh, where on one side, if she, uh, if she's open about who she is, so she's half, half Japanese and that these things, these real aspects of who she is, she's going to be subject to, uh, the, again, these stereotypes, objectification. Uh, but then in order to prevent that, she has to be something else, um, that others are telling her to be, uh, and so she can't be herself in that way either. Uh, so she's really in this situation of uh, constraint um, and and suppression. Yeah. Uh, so another thing to remember, perhaps. Um, jumping ahead a little bit. Um, I mean, there, there's a bigger thing I want to get to in the conversation between... Um, Hachi and Nana, but there is the part where Nana's talking about this contract and like, you know, um, he has to come to our next, the, the guy from Gaia, which is the record label is coming to the next show. Um, if he likes what he sees and they'll move forward. Uh, and you know, Hachi's like, well, then you've got it made because blast uh, live rules. And we get this like smiling, laughing Hachi. Uh, and then we get the little panel like inset of this reaction from Nana, which uh, we'll, we'll see this multiple times where she has this like particularly soft look, um, you know, kind of using some of the images and uh, styles of, of shoujo manga to like emphasize this, like the eyes are particularly sparkly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when she's looking at yeah. Hachi, um, which I think we've like previously only kind of seen this look like after her and Ren hook up, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the subtle, uh, the little, uh, dropped, like the little drops of images of Nana, uh, that really convey a lot of emotion. Uh, this kind of technique is still being used, uh, and works so well (laughs) for the character. Uh, it tells us a lot about the character. um, in the way that it functions as a technique, uh, because of all the things we've already said about Nana, how she doesn't give a lot. We don't get a lot of her interiority. She's guarded. Uh, she has this fear 
uh, or the like fears of vulnerability. Um, and so even the, the, like the technique that is used here is like reflective of, <laughs> uh, of the character. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I said in this, the summary, this conversation moves into, um, you know, Hachi telling Nana about Takumi, uh, Nana sort of saying, yeah, I already knew I saw you guys. Um, and very clearly trying to, you know, after the, the conversation we, we saw last time with her in, uh, Yasu, uh, she's clearly like trying to set things aside here and be supportive. Um, and the one thing that I, I wanted to particularly hone in on is, um, so Hachi's like, you know, how does, uh, cause what she says that she told Yasu, Nana says, I told Yasu, um, I think that's how it comes up. Um, and then Hachi's like, well, Nobu seemed to know because he came by to like profess his love. Do you think that Yo- Yasu told Nobu? Um, and here's where like Nana then is saying like, oh, at the after party, Takumi like told people, like told Shin and Nobu. And then we get yeah. the, the specific memory of like Ren telling her about what happened. Um, and I, I want to just hone in on this because Ren says, Takumi said she was wagging her tail like a dog, horrible things. Then Nobu freaked on him. Uh, and, you know, Nana, what the hell? I'll kill Takumi. And Ren, <laughs> Ren says, no, wait, he's not mean, just thoughtless, which isn't cool either. Uh, but I'm surprised he went to see Hachi after that. He's afraid of getting seriously involved with women. Shin threw a drink at him, so I thought that would be that, but maybe he really likes her. Um, and here, Nana immediately sort of clams up. Uh, Hachi's like, what did she say? And was like, oh, he said that he's going out with you, you know? Um, and but this we see of- Nana, like, this shot of Nana in deep contemplation, remembering, like, the conversation with Ren. And yeah. presumably thinking, like, oh, taking Ren's, what he, Ren is saying seriously, and being like, oh, maybe he does, Takumi well, does really like her then. And so, but there's two things here, which is, one, there is the reading of, she doesn't tell Nana what Takumi actually said, because she's taking what Ren said, we have this sort of game of telephone of Ren saying, maybe he really does like her, because normally he probably, like, wouldn't go and hook up with someone again, um, you know, shin through the drink at him, whatever. So there's a certain amount of, like, taking what Ren said, maybe that's just the reason why she's deciding not to, to say, here's what Takumi said. But the other potential thing here is specifically what Ren said, Takumi said, is Takumi said she was uh, wagging her tail like a dog, horrible things, mm-hmm. which is then specifically diving into this, you know, f- this like regret or uh, feeling like Nana says to Yasu when they're talking, I think I've been actually thinking about her as a pet dog. I'm so horrible for doing that. And so some of it is like, I don't want to say this to, to Hachi and have her necessarily react negatively because then that would suggest that she's also upset about how I've been treating her. Um, and so I think that's yeah. another layer of why she's holding back here is not just trusting Ren, but also specifically being afraid around this idea of like, I have not been treating Hachi well enough. I feel like I've been treating her like a pet dog. Um, maybe yeah, this incriminates degree. me as well yeah, in, this, yeah. in a way. And if I yeah. tell, if I hurt Hachi by telling her this, then it's like, 
if she's hurt by someone yeah yeah by someone thinking this way about her then that means that i've i'm hurting her as well yeah um and of course hachi's like going out with me i'm sure he just bragged about bagging me with that dry delivery of his <laughs> um yeah and not immediately just being, like, deducing you know exactly yeah yeah what what actually happened yeah um yeah, I think that was the the key thing I wanted to like get into here. Um, I don't know if there's other stuff you want to break down, but so for me, I kind of want to go back, uh, and I want to go through it step by step because I think. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> first, let me pause. One of the um, elements of the tragedy in this manga. Uh, I think one of the ways that Ayazawa like sees tragedy happening is the accumulation of a lot of small things. Uh, whether it's like circumstances uh, or like like random events, just bad luck type of stuff, uh, but also small. Uh, decisions by people small dishonesties uh or and whether those be uh like altruistic dishonesties or whatever the motivations are for them um small ways that people withhold or uh or uh like try to protect other people uh, by being dishonest, so on and so forth. Um, these like misconnections, uh, or these lost opportunities for communication, um, accumulate and become forces that like rip people apart. Um, and, this is, uh, we start to see some of these like snowballs happening. Uh, I think it started really in the last section of chapters, but we didn't have enough trajectory to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we see a lot of it happening, uh, in, in these chapters tonight. Um, and this is a, a key conversation for it. I mean, so, I think also, uh, because a, a trope and a thing that people often like denigrate in in this is like romance genre stuff in general um obviously comes up a lot in shoujo because romance is a, a common focus of shoujo stuff um but is this idea of like oh there's all this drama but if people just talk to each other and explain what's happening then like there wouldn't be drama so it's stupid that all of this is happening why aren't people just like saying oh no whatever you know correcting misconceptions or whatever um yeah and there are definitely works that uh have this sort of dynamic and don't really like nana is doing the work around that and the way that some stuff doesn't sometimes it is kind of just this trope (laughs) i think that still that trope like happens in reality as well but nana in particular is very good at showing you all of the reasons why why 
that is being omitted or is not being corrected or every given juncture is being misunderstood by the other person or whatever, uh, because everybody has their own reasons why they might withhold some things or they might have difficulty talking about something or they might, uh, not know the full information themselves yet to be able to share and maybe somebody else would, but that person is not going to interact with this person for a while. Um, why would they necessarily provide that slight other detail if they don't entirely know what's going on? All of that kind of stuff. I think that like that stuff is very clearly laid out in Nana in the yes. way that, that some works don't. Uh, but also it is just a thing that happens sometimes. Miscommunications happen all the time. Otherwise there wouldn't be a Fuamoko entire section about it. <laughs> I assume you've been watching Fuamoko Morning, so you understand my reference. Oh, uh, of yeah. course, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. And uh, it, I think it, it is tragic uh, because the because the manga um, so totally uh, conveys like the the legitimate the real reasons uh, and motivations, like why these things are happening. Um, so let's, let's kind of go through it instead of speaking generally about it. Uh, cause this is a good, a good case. Um, so Hachi f- is finally, first of all, gathering the strength to admit her relationship with Takumi to Nana. Um, and Nana plays it off. So yeah. she isn't honest about her true feelings, uh, which we, we know. Because uh, yeah. we saw last time that this actually was devastating to her uh, that she when she discovered this. But also in that conversation uh, with Yasu, she's saying, I want to be supportive. That's like to be a good friend. I should try to be supportive of her uh, in this relationship that, they, that she has if she really cares about this. Also, I'm having all these like negative possessive feelings around it. But there's a certain amount which you can like understand that that's something that you might want to try and hold back on and work on your own and yeah. not necessarily and she feels guilt about that. Yeah. Especially cause she feels this guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly as you said, she's trying to support Hachi, uh, by downplaying it. <laughs> uh, because, uh, again, all of the, the considerations that you just brought up and that we'll see, we'll see your conversation with Ren. Um, but she's trying to support Hachi by like downplaying it. She lies that she went to Ren's. Uh, she didn't. Uh, she broke down and went to well, the cafe and called she Yasu. She did after Yasu was like, you should go to see Ren. That's what you should right. be doing instead of crying in a cafe at me. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she lies by omission. Yeah. Says, oh, it's not a big deal. She um, says Ren texted me, which was not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and is, is conveying it uh, like an image. Uh, <laughs> An image that didn't actually happen. Yeah. Um, the result of this uh, is that they lose this opportunity to be honest with each other about what's going on, uh, which creates more distance. Because in this moment, Hachi is struggling with her feelings about Takumi, already having misgivings, uh, and the emotions of like her being afraid of telling Nana uh, are, are all part of that. Um, but... And it, they're not able to uh, to be honest with each other about uh, on either side about this. Uh, and then uh, Nana drops the bomb that I'm thinking about staying at Ren's for a while, um, which 
we, as the reader, totally understand the reasons why uh, the trajectory of their relationship, like they're reuniting, naturally wanting to spend more time together. Um, and also but, that she has these negative feelings around how yes. and is trying to like provide some space. So she's not having to constant both for herself as, as well as potentially for Hachi so that she doesn't have to like continually face these hard feelings. Yes, exactly. Um, but, uh, tragically, like this is a, a vulnerable, this is like the last thing that Hachi needs. Yeah. Um, and a really bad time for this to happen. Um, so following, but then as a result of Nana's attitude about her and Takumi, the like posture that Nana has adopted, Hachi then feels like she has to be cool with this. Like, oh, no big deal. Like, I'm going to support you. I can't get in the way of like you, uh, getting closer to Ren. So then she can't communicate her real feelings about Nana leaving. Uh, and how bad this this is going to be for her right now. Um, so we're already like in a raw. Th- they're both in a, like an emotionally raw place right now. Um, and then we have the comment from Nana. Uh, they're like surface level talking about. Uh, they're now like, oh, yeah, now it's on the table. We can talk about, like, I'm dating Takumi. Um, I, oh, I didn't think you'd be cool about it, so I couldn't just tell you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. They're talking about some of the feelings involved, but, like, the majority is still submerged here. Um, and Bahachi's trying to kind of, like, be forthcoming. Um, oh, why, why not? Well, I thought you'd think I was stupid because I'm a fan sleeping with a rock star or whatever. Isn't that stupid? Uh, I think I'm being stupid too. And it looks like she's about to start uh, unearthing like the deeper, (laughs) uh, the deeper feelings that she's having. Um, And then Nana is like, you know, still trying to be supportive. (laughs) So trying to be supportive. Oh, but you fell for him regardless of who he is. Right. Um, So it's okay. Like uh, it's legitimate. Don't worry. Um, Yeah. But, Hachi doesn't know if that's <laughs> if that's true, right? So Nanda's making this assumption, trying to be supportive. Um, but that very assumption is the thing that Hachi is like having one of the things Hachi is having anxiety about. Uh, and then Nana makes this offhand comment. I'm not into people who just do it with celebrities to brag. Uh, and then we yeah. see that this is like a complete dagger yeah. uh, for Hachi. Like, but then it's also uh, like, but you weren't bragging, you weren't telling people about it, and I saw you crying in his arms, so that's real, not stupid. Also, specifically, the, like, person comes over, cry in the arms, is, like, paralleling her reuniting with Ren, is another dimension here. Like, the little yeah. snippet that she sees of Hachi and Takumi uh, is similar to her reuni- reuniting to Ren. Yeah. So, again, making these assumptions, but... uh following from those assumptions like makes this offhanded comment uh, innocuously uh but uh like is essentially salt in the wound for hachi and like further isolates uh further isolates her which we'll see um later on um in uh 
what we see in her like internal monologue eventually um and here as well like uh where she's doubting if uh she's doubting herself and thinking oh well, maybe it is because he's a celebrity um and but now she can't say this because the shame and like the judgment that uh would seemingly <laughs> that not as seemingly communicated uh have have backed her into this corner where she can't express herself um, um so there's this distance and then uh, also the, to just to return to the the thing i talked about with um you know what takami says takami was uh said she was wagging her tail like a dog horrible things um another thing that you can read her going through her head being like oh am i being too harsh on takami because he reminds me of the way that i feel bad about treating hachi and he's mm-hmm. actually doing this better than i am or something there's also like a, yeah. an insecurity there as well i think went and saw her and was there for her and yeah etc um but uh yeah so thanks for uh lingering on this conversation because i think this is a good uh not only like what specifically happens here is important because this is going to have consequences um but also just in terms of like um giving some more a more concrete example of what we're talking about when we talk about this like the way that this uh shoujo trope um or this like form of tragedy in shoujo uh is uh is handled in in nana and why it's maybe a little different from like the stereotype um yeah um we also get nana then you know saying oh obviously nobu came by because he was trying to profess his feelings everyone can see that he's in love with you uh but then you know further driving the dagger um you know don't freak out i mean what can you do you're in love with takumi you know like again simplifying it and in this way that um is making hachi think that nana just sort of thinks that um Hachi would be committed to Takami here, whereas she's actually having more conflict here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and feeding into the doubt that, that Hachi's having where she's wondering if she does love, love Takami, feeling strongly like she doesn't, uh, but then having pre- pressures, or also feeling pressures that she should. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Nana being like, oh, you're in love with Takumi, of course, uh, feeling feeling that um, further, uh, unfortunately. Um, I don't know how much you want to go into the, this conversation with uh, the Nobu and Shin. Um, we'll have more chances with, because <clears throat> Nobu and Shin talk several times. Yeah. Uh, I think and we the, can go to... This is a pretty, like, brief one. Yeah. Um, we also get this uh, Shin and Reira hook up again. Um, he had uh, forgotten, perhaps intentionally Quote left. It, it, yeah, there's a degree to which uh, she is using it here, um, but yeah, specifically calls out. I think you meant to leave it here, uh, and he sort of smiles at that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 
the um this this scene with Shin and Rera um we could go through this in the same way <laughs> that we just did uh the the prior scene uh but I think suffice it to say they Shin and Rera start off on a really bad foot. Mm. Um, they have like strong feelings for each other. And I think eventually we'll, maybe it's going to be more of a conversation, whether or not we can call this and say they love each other. Um, <clears throat> but they start off on a really bad foot and, uh, unintentionally seem to hurt each other in the worst ways, uh, <laughs> like right off the bat, um, without intending to. Um, so here you have Shin coming back, like he wants to come back and see Ray again, which, as you said, like he may or may not have actually forgotten it, he might have just wanted to come back. Um, we know Ray has already paid him for sex which is uh feeding it or continuing this like cycle of abuse uh that shin is subject to um and shin shows up to get the lighter and rira is like dangles it in front of him and is like get in here uh <laughs> uh so kind of shifting uh she's trying to be playful but shifting the tone of the the encounter immediately for Shin, uh, because now the what's conveyed is, is have sex with me or else I'm not giving you the, this back. Yeah. Uh, to which Shin responds by saying, "Okay, well you know the rules. Then this isn't about like I don't want to. I don't actually want to see you. You pay me or else I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. Um. So the co- this whole thing goes sideways really fast, uh, and it's not. Um, we just get this panel of sh- of Shin uh, against the black background, like reacting to Rera uh, doing this. Um, it's it's a very like understated panel, but um, we'll get more later when the scene concludes, uh, but. Again, kind of another example of uh, the emotional subtext that's going on and these like miscommunications that uh, that end up becoming extremely hurtful uh, for the people involved. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we then get <clears throat> sorry. Uh, we then get uh, Nana singing in the bathtub um, as Nobu professes his love. Um, and, you know, I, I think the main thing in here is like the, you know, Hachi feeling this confusion, um, it being intercut with, um, you know, more, uh, of Shin and Reira as well. Um, yeah. Sandwiched between the like Shin and Reira scene, um, well, there's the line, my heart is so confused, yeah, which is in Hachi's voice, but it's over a panel of Nana singing. Yeah. Uh, and then this is sandwiched between the, like, her, not, uh, 
Hachi and Nobu and then Shin and Rira. Uh, yeah. So some gesturing happening here, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the my heart is so confused being over Nana singing um, is particularly, I think, uh, poignant here. Um, especially if we then go to sort of the end of Nana's song. Uh, so after the, the Shin and Reira thing, just to, you know, we can jump back to, to more Shin and Reira if you want to. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we get this, uh, I wonder if I really love Takumi, um, or, you know, do, do I actually love Nobu? Uh, sort of the, the main content of Hachi's, uh, like internal conflict that we get. And then we get this, uh, again, over Nana singing, uh, but Hachi's voice. Maybe I just want to justify the fact that I slept with him. I don't understand myself anymore. Um, and specifically that I don't understand myself anymore is after the song is ended, uh, which it seems like, uh, you know, we get the, the one panel, um, that sort Nana of notes, in the fetal position. Yeah. But so, you know, at the beginning I can hear Nana singing in the wind, the song Nobu played to the day he came to Tokyo. I love that song. It's the best song in the world. Um, and so there's this way in which like Nana seems to be intentionally singing with the hopes that Hachi will hear, uh, will, will choose Nobu here. Um, and this, this then panel of, I don't understand myself anymore of her again in the fetal position in the bath, having finished the song, um, you know, I think there's a, a lot happening here where we're getting this internal and th- this like comes to roost in the, the final chapter we read, but like, clearly there's this intention that despite her trying to be supportive of Hachi and Takami, she wants Hachi to choose Nobu. Like, you know, she will say this explicitly later. Um, when she says that, you know, I used you Nobu. Um, but then this fetal position is some of this, that like, uh, guilt about trying to be manipulative, trying to set up Hachi and Nobu to, to keep Hachi. Um, is also because I think we often see her in this fetal position when she's in particular, like I think having um, these feelings around like the way that she's been abandoned or neglected in her past as well. So there's some of it also like that Takumi, I, I think we'll get a few other moments that, that like resonate with this too as well, but it, is it like, you know, we know, uh, Nana said, I want Hachi all to myself. And so is it even this, like, I'm still losing an, a Hachi in a way. If I set Hachi and Nobu up, it's just the easier loss to take than, than, uh, you know, Hachi she'll still Hachi. be around. Yeah. She'll still be around. Um, she, you know, Nobu is still supporting me and my music. If she's like supporting Nobu and his music, that's still supporting me. Like, um, there's a lot of ways as we go on that like Nobu and Hachi and Nobu is specifically tied to Hachi and Nana and like Hachi support of blast and, and blast support of Nana um, that we, we can get into more. But uh, I think a lot of that is sort of contained in this moment. Um, and then Nana herself pulling away. Yeah. Uh, to be with Ren, which uh, is, in a way, an obvious thing for her to do, uh, given her feelings for Ren and the trajectory of their relationship. Um, 
it's not really a thing that we see her second guessing. Uh, but, and I think because the reason that she's not is in order to be second guessing, it would be identifying would it would entail her identifying like, Oh, I f- feel bad. I have these feelings for Hachi uh, that we can't, the fact that the only logical options for us are to be with other people. <laughs> uh, and that's going to, to cause this separation of sorts uh, is, is something that uh, I think it is, is unsaid here, uh, but maybe, and maybe not acknowledged uh, by anyone or understood by anyone, but like, definitely at play it seems yeah um also an, an important thing here is so nobu basically says don't worry about me come visit us at practice like before everyone misses you well i miss you um and she says yeah well thanks and he says i'm so relieved well that's more than enough for me um and then we get specifically uh, this thought of I want you all to myself, which is which is what Takumi said, but obviously parallels with what Nana said to, to Yasu about Hachi, um, and the the thought from uh, Hachi here of it makes me so much happier than Takumi's empty words ever could. Um, so again, just like you know, it's more than uh, than enough for me for you to just like be there, and I and I miss you and you're around. Um, yeah, and specifically t- Takumi wanting uh, Hachi all to himself, feeling empty. Um, does it feel empty when when Nana wants that or not? Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Um. Uh, and we, of course, we have, we have Hachi these- in the fetal position uh, underneath the trapness poster specifically underneath Takumi on the trapness poster yeah throwing away his empty cigarette box now that this, so this is the aftermath of her having this conversation with Nobu getting closer to him and then she's saying what's the point of keeping his meaning Takumi's empty cigarette box if nothing had happened with Takumi I would have fallen for Nobu I wanted to be Nobu's girlfriend She's going to throw it away and she can't let go of it. But if Takumi comes over again, I'll end up sleeping with him. Uh, so this pat, this kind of passive voice here, uh, we'll see is characteristic of how Hashi is, uh, thinking of herself in, in this situation. Uh, if Takumi comes over again, I'll end up sleeping with him. I can't say no. And then I wonder what I really want. I can't get it if I just go with the flow. Uh, her in this, yeah, like you said, fetal position, um, which we've seen is, well, obviously is a sign of extreme <laughs> emotional distress, um, but also has particular significance in the manga. Because um, now, it, tied to Nana, but now it, it's Hachi doing it. Yeah. Um, and then we've, we got Nana leaving, leaving the note, uh, saying, Dear Hachi, make sure to keep the door locked and don't open it without checking to see who it is first, Nana. Um, 
I guess like final thing I, I just want to draw attention to as we wrap up this chapter um, is so Hachi, you know, drinking from this mug, uh, you will be back in two weeks, right? Um, and then we get the voiceover from the future where we know Nana is gone. Um, she's been missing for years. Uh, so even though like, we, you know, we know from what we've read, uh, Nana will, be, will not be back in two weeks, but she will be sitting here at this table again. But then once we get to like the time skip, Nana's truly been gone for a while. Um, and so we get, Hey Nana, I still think about you every day. I just want to see you across the table from me. My heart calls out your name over and over as many times as necessary. Uh, which this in particular feeling like this moment where the sort of in the moment feeling as well as the future feeling are beginning to, uh, synthesize in the way that, yeah, they haven't before where it would be like, Hey Nana, you still feel like you don't have a home as it's like, here in the point of the story, everybody is, you know, smiling and laughing around the table. Um, now the, you know, remembering the empty seat back then is, uh, paralleling with the, the empty seat in the, in the present or future. However, we want to talk about <laughs> the time skip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's chapter 19. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to mo- move more quickly. Yeah. Uh, so chapter 20, I have like just two quick things before, before we move on, uh, for like these first couple pages. Um, one coming off of last, the end of last chapter into this one where we, we see the empty room 707, you know, just the table, the chair. Um, this is that like empty room that the rest of the manga is going to have in various degrees, a desire to fill again. It will, it will be filled at times, but it's like we're never going to get the, the same level of Nana and Hachi are just living here, you know, being happy roommates in the way that like sort of existed preceding um, in, yeah. you know, especially the first like five volumes. So we already have this very significant void. <clears throat> yeah. Basically. Um, the other thing, uh, like notable thing in this little conversation with, Ren and Nana. Um, I mean, there's a couple things that, that come up here for like plot moving reasons and stuff. Um, but we, we get this, uh, thing that's going to become like, as Nana often does, we'll sort of introduce it in this jokey sense, but that will actually prove to be like a, a deep seated, uh, anxiety and fear that a character will have and that will like, we'll get deeper and deeper into. Uh, we get this joke of, um, Ren saying, you wouldn't mind me sleeping with someone else. What an ice princess. Uh, and Nana says, you're figuring that out just now. Um, and you know, that there's then this look from Ren and Ren says, I got to write a song for my lovely Rara. And then here we get the like little angry, you know, comedically angry face from Nana. Uh, but this, like there's going to be a key moment later on where, where Ren is going to say to Rara, like Nana would be more upset if I, if like is more upset about me writing music is more upset about you singing to me than if I just had sex with you. Uh, this is like a core thing in, in Nana's anxieties around Ren, uh, Ren being with trap nest and everything. So, um, yeah. but yeah, again, introduces a little joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> We then get uh, Shin and Ryoko. Um, 
you know, for a moment on the, the first page, especially because you have to flip the page where, where Ryoko's turned around, it just looks like Shin and Reira are together. Um, mm-hmm. as she makes this, this drink with the perrier and the squeeze of, uh, lemon or maybe lime. It's a little bit more shaded this time. So maybe it's a lime. Um, uh, to, to note here, uh, as you already pointed out, one of the more childlike illustrations here of Shin. Mm-hmm. Piercings removed. His hair is down. Um, like he's just showered. Uh, he's wearing this bathrobe and it's like open. Um, so you see his frame is like the, the frame of like an adolescent, not yeah. an adult man. Um, and you know, he, he said, or she says, uh, that she has a plane. She says that she has a plane to catch, um, to the U S and will be gone for a while. Um, so you can look forward to all the souvenirs I'll bring back for you. Yeah. Uh, the first hint that this is, um, I can't remember if it's, if Shin has already made the comment. Well, no, it's, it's coming later. Right. Yeah. When he tells Rayra, like, oh, I don't normally get money. I normally get presents. Yeah. Um, but uh, the scene revealing uh, the nature of the relationship. Um, not only that it's it's part of this like sex work that Shin's doing, but also that Ryoko has a special or a particular uh, part in that uh, itself. Yeah. Um, which also gets emphasized with, with her line of, I turned an angel into a devil. Mm. Um, and also, uh, you know, are you adding sweet talking to your resume? Is that the result of my teachings? Um, so again, you know, a, a brief, like, three pages, but uh, clearly indicating her as, like, at least a primary groomer who know. Who knows if there are others who have been doing this with, with Shin, but she definitely seems to be uh, the core one. Yeah. Um, and of course, her, her likeness, although he notes now that um, Ryoko doesn't actually look that much like Reira, um, you know, now that he's some, been with both of them. <laughs> yeah. And potentially some deeper meaning here as well yeah. with um, Reira starting off maybe unintentionally, but kind of doing the same thing. Uh, but it's not showing signs that that might not actually be what she wants to, to do to Shin. Yeah. Um, and Shin now saying, well, actually you don't look much like her. Um, maybe Shin is <laughs> thinking the same thing that, Oh, Maybe maybe Rayra is not actually like trying to explain me and hurt me um, the way Ryoko is. Like she's a a different person and um, to me than uh, than Ryoko. Yeah. Um, do you have anything here with Naoki and, and Yasu? <laughs> um, <laughs> the <no>. eminently forgettable <laughs> Naoki, <laughs> who even looks like Shoji. Yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Shoji if Shoji became a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but we we the only thing I have is the end where uh 
Yasu is like, oh, speak, talk, uh, Takumi won't answer his cell. What he's won't answer his cell. What's he up to? And Naoki is like, don't know. He's probably just sleeping around. Yeah. Uh, which cut immediately yeah. on the next page to talk. Turn the page. Him lighting a cigarette. Who is not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not sleeping around. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's, he's on his own for a, a full two-page spread, just gazing out at the setting sun over the beach. Yeah, uh, but the that really stark juxtaposition of um, I found this moment striking, and and now I, I think I know why, which is um, the really stark juxtaposition of what Naoki and Yasu to a degree, because Yasu thinks it's believable what people assume about Takumi and how they see him uh, being wrong. Yeah. Uh, so we get an instance of uh, a, a sign that this is a thing that happens <laughs> uh, very, very early here uh, and very prominently with, with just like the, how stark this uh, juxtaposition is and the cutover. Yeah. Um. That, I, that said, the, we will we will still see him sleep around, but yeah, there's yeah, also a different dimension to it. Yeah, um, not to say he doesn't sleep around, which yeah, de- he definitely will do. Uh, but I think the core the core dynamic that is like um communicated here is uh is something that that we'll, we'll see play out in a few different ways. Yeah. Um, um, Takumi on the beach nighttime turns around and sees Ray Ray. Uh, I, all, all I'll say about that is notice the backgrounds of these panels and how they suddenly shift. Uh, f- just filling with light. Um, this is Takumi's POV. Uh, at least, I mean, the panels where it, it obviously, <laughs> where uh, it obviously is. Yeah. Um, like last time when we talked about the cafe scene, where we're see, watching Nana from Yasu's perspective. Um, we're watching Reira from Takumi's perspective. This is how he sees her. There's even um, ways the the dialogue suggests the shift. Again, we are watching what seems to be. Um, I mean, I guess it could be the sunrise, but it seems to be the sunset. Um, but yeah, then it it, it is lighter. Uh, you would also assume that this would be the um, the sunset because, like, she went to see Takumi Takumi's mother's grave because he couldn't be there. <laughs> um, yeah. But then uh, she has this parasol as if to. Uh, protect yourself from the sun um and he's talking about like make sure you're staying out of the sun because we have a photo shoot coming up um as much as he talks about uh his time being sacred and like you know doesn't want to do work because it's the his break from work uh he does just sort of immediately talk about work with ray Ray. (laughs) Uh um (laughs) yeah yeah, we've got a big photo shoot next week uh so stay out of the sun yeah. Yeah. And we'll learn why this conversation is the way it is yeah. uh, in time uh, when we know more about their relationship. Um, uh, Ray Ray doing the like, 
you know, pulling down her eyelid and sticking her tongue out, and then Takumi turns around and she didn't realize <laughs> that he was going to see her. So it's just a great little funny moment. Um, but then also emphasizing this way that she is also at times childlike um, in a different way than Shin. But, uh, you know, we can talk about that as well. Yeah. Uh, as we, we learn more about uh, Takumi and Reira's relationship in particular. Uh, we go to um, Blast again after this. Uh, yeah. We get the snare hit. Uh, I love the uh, the way that this the snare hit panel comes up multiple times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as like a dramatic uh, introduction um, or like a shift in the in a scene. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it also, we, get, we get the crash at the end, too. And then, <laughs> Yasu, don't you give a crap about Hachigo. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, drumming like, why are you while playing the drums? trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're talking about talking to me again. Um, Hachi's saying she hasn't contacted him. I don't want to try while he ignores me. Um, and uh, kind of, again, just speaking this a somewhat surface level conversation um, where Hachi's like, Oh no, it's fine. Don't worry. Um, it's just, this is just how it is with uh, talking me and talking me and I. Um, and then we get the internal monologue, which um, is really characteristic of these chapters especially it feels like we get a lot of Hachi's inter internal monologue uh, here. Yeah. Um, it's not, that's not a wild thing to say because that's a prominent part of the narration, obviously. Um, but it just feels like a lot of the, um, a lot of the dialogue that is happening. There's like a bifurcation in these chapters where Hachi's real feelings are coming through in the internal monologue. Uh, and then the actual dialogues that she's having with people um, become this like surface level. Uh, and all of this further conveying how isolated she's uh, becoming. Um, yeah. As a result of these, like uh, her feelings and then how everyone else's uh acting or feeling about her and talking to me. Um, I think there's also still a certain amount of like, cause, cause we get her saying they don't believe me. I'm sure I sound like I'm just trying to stay strong, but really I don't care if talking never calls me again. In fact, I think it's better this way, but we also get a way that her, her response to Nana earlier doesn't feel entirely untrue of, I don't want him to keep in touch just because other people are writing him. Seriously, I'm fine with it. It's no big deal. But there is a certain amount of like, she does want somebody who is going to reach out to her independently of like feeling the pressure to, um, I think is also just still a true thing in this dynamic in part of why when Takumi returns, she still feels that pull, at least in the way that, that I sort of read what's going on in their relationship. Um, yeah. Cause it is like, I'm not trying to pressure you into this relationship, but you do return to me. Um, and this is also something that she's going to like look for, yearn for, sometimes get, sometimes not get with Nana. 
Yeah. Um, then the, uh, her feelings about Nobu communicated here. She's watching the practice. They're trading glances. She's remembering his confession. Key that the, you know, we get the, the panels of the eyes where like Nobu's eyes closed her looking. Nobu makes eye contact her like eyes widen. Um, but also key that two of these panels, Nobu is specifically framed with Nana. So again, there's like a linkage happening here um, mm-hmm. that will continue to get developed. Um, yeah. Then Nana is in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and it's also like, you know, we're we, not obstructing it necessarily, but like, yeah. And part of is yeah. in some ways trying to, to orchestrate this, but also, and we can talk about this more as we like get into the relationship between Hachi and Nana. There is a certain amount or uh, Hachi and Nobu, there is a certain amount to which Nobu is the uh, safe heterosexual version of being with Nana. Um, and the, the ways that like Nobu becomes linked to Nana uh, and why like Hachi's affections for Nobu would also be tied up in her affections for Nana. Uh, but we'll talk about that as we get like more examples where I can talk about it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, she is, when she's looking at Nobu here, she's also looking at Nana, is I think part of what's being conveyed. Yeah, and I mean, we get that in the next page, <laughs> where mm. she's walking with Nobu, processing her feelings about his confession, um, thinking, of, processing these feelings, uh, and what dialogue is happening. So, Nana... <laughs> Her voice just seems to get stronger every day. Um, and then Nobu being like, I can just feel it. We're going to explode. Uh, so Nana, <laughs> Nana being the, the thing that's in the ether and that is being like discussed and considered. Um, but then Nobu being part of Nana in the, in the way that, uh, or linked to Nana because, um, they're together they're blast uh yeah so yeah <laughs> to prove your point here it is yeah uh we also have some revealing lines uh at the bottom of this page where uh hachi is thinking to herself trapness has two more days off if i don't hear from talking me I'll just be the dumb girl who got duped and ditched by a player. Next page. I'll blame it all on talking to me and fall in love with somebody else. Um, we can remember these lines uh, as we go forward. Um, but maybe preemptively, <clears throat> we can say that... Um, Hachi is struggling throughout these chapters with her feelings about Takumi. Uh, she seems to know and feel very strongly that she wants to, the relationship to end. Um, but that's exactly it. She wants it to end. She doesn't want to end it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she's not able, cons- like at, at multiple junctures, um, finds herself unable uh, to 
even uh, decide internally uh, to to do this, um, and then uh, subsequently to um, actually articulate that decision um, and make it happen. Yeah. Um, and she's desperate, um, or becomes increasingly desperate around this. Uh, and I think we see this desperation here where she, um, is actually wanting to, uh, become like this victim. Uh, like she wants to take on this status of victim. I'm just, oh, I'll just be the dumb girl who got duped and ditched by a player. Uh, she wants to like assume this category, uh, because then she can, oh, I'll just, she can just blame it all on Takumi, uh, and like have this all be his fault without having to, <laughs> uh, exert any agency, which then prior to exerting any agency would involve her, like, making some, uh, grappling with these feelings that she's having a really hard time grappling with. Um, so something to maybe remember. Uh, when we reach key decision points later. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, I think a very difficult and like, uh, deep moment for, uh, for Hachi here, um, in terms of understanding the, the full shape of, of her character and her feelings, like, uh, at this time. Yeah. I mean, just to, to like further add to this. So, I mean, on the page that we're currently on where, uh, you know, Takami is about to show up in the SUV. Um, she's walking down the stairs with Nobu thinking it's too much to be his girlfriend just cause, uh, Takami ditched me. I don't want Nobu to think I'm a total slut, but at the end of the day, I guess I am. Um, and then Takami shows up, um, and we get this, uh, if you're going to show up now, why can't you at least email me first? What a fickle and selfish guy. Um, and then they go back to uh, room 707 to have sex or, you know, to, to hook up. Uh, and Hachi's thinking, to talk to me, I'm just someone he can screw when it's convenient for him. This is the third time. If I don't, if I don't do something, this non-relationship will never end. If I'm going to end it, I've got to do it now before I can turn back. Tell him he can't come here anymore. But can I really tell him that? And then when she sees him in the bedroom, uh, thinks, no, I can't. Um, and then she's reaching out the, the beer uh, that she started drinking that she was going to give to him. He like violently grabs her arm and the, the beer goes flying down. Um and she thinks, I know he's a good for nothing, so why can't I break free? Um, skipping forward a little bit more to like the sex scene. Uh, I just wanted to get close to talking to me from Trapness out of curiosity. I'm not as pure as Nana thinks. And I'm not the girl next door that Nobu thinks I am. But Takumi knows me, the me that's empty inside. And I know that Takumi is a scoundrel. It's funny, he used to seem so unattainable. Yet Takumi seems to be the only one who understands me my partner in crime. Um, and so, so much of this, like her turning to talk to me, choosing talking to me again and again is tied up in these feelings that she is a slut. Um, that like this desire that she has for, uh, 
sex with men, even if it's not necessarily like filled, you know, coming out of a, a place of like deep love. Um, that this is something that is like, uh, bad and that only Takumi understands that like sometimes women just want to have sex with a hot guy. Um, Everybody else expects all these other things from her. He's a scoundrel. This is what I deserve is like a scoundrel who uh, just understands that like I'm a slut who wants to have sex. This is sort of the internal um, way that she seems to be to to be thinking about the relationship and why she continues to turn towards Takumi. Um, it is coming from these feelings that she has about her sexuality. And her, her sexuality is like a shameful thing. Um, yeah. And that Takumi is like the one person that she doesn't have to to hide it from because he's also shameful and, you know, sleeps around and everything. Uh, this is the reputation he has. Yeah. And we also, uh, this is a really, uh, I think, emotionally uh, powerful sequence. Yeah. Um, and a memorable one. Uh, so it's worth... Even though we're trying to move along, um, it is worth like lingering on it a minute. Um, a couple other elements to this. So first of all, to, to reinforce what, what you said, um, we've seen the the feedback that she's gotten or the um, encounters that she's had with the people around her recently um, that maybe unintentionally um, – have fed into these feelings where we unpacked the one earlier with Nana, where Nana makes these assumptions about Hachi's feelings um, that really aren't end up not being correct. Uh, but then uh, the fact, the contrast <laughs> between uh, those assumptions and Hachi's true feelings is really internalized and makes Hachi feel this shame. Uh, and then Nobu as well, like having these expectations of Hachi um, of her being a certain type of girl, quote unquote, um, that she, I think she's perceived those expectations as well um, that these real feelings and desires that she's having are not like accepted. Um, and so she's like further isolated um, kind of like, like you said um, with talking me who, uh, doesn't really seem to judge or care <laughs> care about those things, um, but uh, the other thing about this, um, when she says, "I just wanted to get close to talking me from Trap Nest out of curiosity," I'm not as pure as Nana thinks. Um, we've talked about before, uh or I guess in the last episode about the objectification of celebrity and especially around like Rera. Um, <clears throat> and then the fraught relationship between like celebrities and fans. Yeah. Um, but can we say here <laughs> that um, now I know some people make the argument that like, Oh, it's impossible for women to objectify men. Um, but I think bracketing that off to the side, can we say here um, that part of what's happening is uh, Hachi objectifying Takumi um, and wanting him because he's a celebrity? Uh, like, 
desiring the sex and the closeness, um, not because of who he is, um, but because he's talking to me from trap nest and she has this attachment to the image. Yeah. Um, and then at many points that we've read, um, being surprised at the, <laughs> uh, the reality of, of who he is, um, like shocked or surprised or, um, somehow like feeling uncanny about the, the reality. Um, yeah, the, the Takami, the image was, uh, he's the sensitive one in the group. Uh, but now it's, you know, he's the scoundrel. Um, you know, he knows me, the me that's empty inside. <laughs> um, yeah. And then this gets linked uh, to, he seems so unattainable. You know, the, that image is gone, has been now replaced with, um, this idea of him as like her partner in crime. Yeah. Uh, and I think this ties in somewhat to, um, Hachi's statement earlier about, um, oh, well, I can just blame this all on Takumi, uh, because everyone thinks Takumi is bad, right? Yeah. Like, if, there's also uh, a new image that has entered, which is the image that the, the people within Trapness have of Takumi. Yeah. And Nana and the people in Blast as well. Like the people whose perceptions of her and of this relationship she's predominantly concerned with <laughs> um, are aligned in thinking that Takumi is this bad guy. Um, meanwhile, Hachi can't admit her own feelings to these, to all of these people um, because of the reasons we've been <laughs> talking about. Um, and so she's isolated with her feelings. She's struggling with them. She can't act on them. Um, and so then she does this other type of like projection onto Takumi where she's like, well, um, I want Takumi not to call me back. So then I can have like, I can get out of this um, tension and this dis this like dissonance um, because I can just say, oh, now I just go into this category of like this girl who was duped by the celebrity and Takumi's a bad guy. Um, so I can blame it all on him and everyone is going to like accept this. Uh, and therefore, like none of the true emotions that are happening <laughs> have to ever emerge or be, you know, acknowledged or discussed. Um, and uh, so there's uh, an aspect of this where um, Hachi is doing this kind of um, objectification or like... Uh, I hesitate to use the word, but like in a certain way, um, doing this kind of mistreatment of, uh, of Takumi. Um, and now they have like a mutually, <laughs> um, like a, a mutually fucked up dynamic, um, where they're, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know, uh, how to describe it in, in any other way. Yeah. Um, but uh, a toxic dynamic that's like spiraling um, where the relationship I, <laughs> with Takumi is leading Hachi to do these things. Um, and then, but like all these other circumstances are uh, leading her to 
dive deeper into that relationship. Um, so you have a spiral that's that's beginning to happen. Yeah. Um, some might describe uh, what Hachi is doing here is uh, hate fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We could just say that in, in two words and uh, and that kind of takes care of everything. Um, also, as support to this, uh, there is a way that Takumi is also objectified in this. Um we get this this question from Nobu to Shin that sort of intercut into um, Takami and uh, Hachi having sex, uh, where Nobu runs home, dives under the blankets, um, and uh, Shin is watching a porno and studying up. Um, and again, nobody is helping this child. Uh, Nobu's just like, now's not the time. Are you trying to piss me off? Because um, he's all upset about Hachi. Uh, and then as, uh, you know, he wants to be left alone. And so as, as Shane goes to leave one Kiran Ichiban, there's the Kiran Ichiban. That's, that's why I'm finishing mine off. Nice. <laughs> uh, Found it. But yeah, then, uh, as walking, as, uh, Shin's walking out the door, Nubi says, uh, Shin, if a man and a woman are just objects of desire to each other, can they really be bound by love? Which obviously is being on our inner cut here because it's, it's coloring like what's happening with, uh, Hachi and and Takumi uh but of course we also get the pained look in Shin's eyes sort of dart away for a moment and he says I'm sorry I don't know uh obviously thinking about him in Reira yeah and we'll get his uh the other thought that he has about this later in in a later chapter that he doesn't articulate here um and then, of course, but, we, we get the, the note from, uh, you know, the email from Hachi to, to Nana. Um, we are in the era where in Japan they were doing texting, but it was through email <laughs> um, about, uh, you know, Takumi came over last night. Um, he said he's going to hang in, hang up by, or, you know, hang out all day. Uh, when are you coming back? Um, and that's when she doesn't, Nana doesn't return after the two weeks are over. Uh, so again, these are specifically linked. Um, she is pulling away because of uh, Hachi here. Yeah. Um, and then Hachi doing the same. Oh, I don't want to get in the way of... You're probably practicing a lot. I don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah. Um, but I just thought she was also feeling guilt. Red. Yeah. So and again, her also feeling the guilt about Nobu because yeah. uh, of what's just happened. Um, but again, this also being sort of a voiceover from, from the future, uh, understanding maybe more of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I didn't hear from Takumi at all as usual, but somehow I didn't mind. I figured he'd show up eventually. I don't know why it didn't bother me. Was it cause I trusted him or cause I'd given up on him? Um, and then we end with uh, Misato showing up. Um, yeah. And of course, the uh, that song that we talked about, where here we get it explicitly said, uh, that song that Nobu wrote and what you hoped for as you sang that night, Nana, pushing your voice so it could reach my ears. Only now can I understand. Um, and again, what is, what is it only now from the future that she can understand? If... This is why I sort of call attention to the in the fetal position as well. Is it the I want you to be with Nobu because really I want you to be with me? Um, 
is that the thing that only now she understands in the future? Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next chapter? Yeah, next volume. <laughs> yeah. So we end volume six. Um, move on to... Nice, uh, uh, breezy two hours of recording. Some of that is uh, post-ED. <laughs> yeah, under two two chapters. Yeah. Uh, when we have several more left. <laughs> um, let's get to it. Okay, chapter 21. Um, we open with uh, Blast's show. Uh, uh, Misato and Hachi are going to it. Um, a couple things here. Uh, comment from, well, first of all, there's a, a furor over Blast Show. Um, so I, I think as the reader, um, this is a shift, mm-hmm. uh, where the last Blast Show that we saw, people had to be like persuaded to stay around. Um, but now there's, uh, a lot of the commentary is about, oh, there's, it's impossible. It's sold out. There's a line a mile down the street. Uh, uh, and Junko then with the images. Shosuke let these two girls in who, who came all the way from, uh, I believe these are from the hometown. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, but they yeah, are the show being sold out. Um, the images are these massively packed crowds. Um, so it's a, kind of jarring shift for the reader. Uh, and then there's this commentary about fandom um, going along with that. Uh, so we have um, Hachi and voiceover saying with each show that blast played, I got drunk off the audience's increasing enthusiasm. Um, so the phenomenon of fandom is figured as something intoxicating. Uh, and then we get two more references to this in this chapter, uh, where uh, later Junko says um, Hachi has an addictive personality, quote unquote, um, wherein she's addicted to blast. Um, so his connection of fandom to intoxication or addiction. Um, and then the uh, the two girls that you mentioned earlier, um, talk about uh also very clearly emulating nana in their their like dress and haircuts and everything yep uh and talking about oh seeing blast live gives me this awesome energy that totally helps me deal with life um a couple ways that we could look at that but i think um one of those ways is in line with the uh the figuring of like intoxication or addiction that we get a lot um so some potentially uh dark sides of this are uh indicated immediately um and then we also get a lot of hachi's feelings um specifically this line about um every time they played a show the crowd got crazier and crazier and i felt like i was going to disappear in it yeah um so Hachi's fears of indistinction um, kind of dovetailing with these emergent fears of um, distance between her and, and the band. Um, and then also like now adding in 
the fact that they're becoming celebrities. So there's this other type of distance that is <laughs> uh, coming into play uh, on top of all of that. Um, also notable here that when we see Blast playing um, and Hachi watching, Hachi is looking at Nana. Um, we will get her mentioning also seeing Nobu play, but the actual like uh, images that we see is like, here's Nana, here's Hachi looking up at her. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, we'll, we'll talk more about this dynamic when we get to like the big conversation about it, but, uh, another yeah. important, but note. we know, we know, we know the dynamic at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, there's specifically stuff that we'll get to with like, uh, trapness as well, that I think. Uh, we can we can clearly see the parallels from what we know about Blast as well. Um, sure. But yeah, we also get the, like, multiple times we get um, Hachi looking, and it, it's Nana that she's looking at. Um, and then, of course, there's the uh, charisma. <laughs> uh, Takafumi Kawano, <laughs> this exec. Yeah, we're, um, I'm getting flashbacks to uh, Psycho Pass. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not. Um, we're not going to indulge those flashbacks. We're yeah, gonna, we're going to keep moving. <laughs> uh, we we can skip past a little bit of the like uh, actual um, contract. Kyosuke Junko and like yeah, yeah. Kyosuke Junko stuff. Um, I think the one part that's sort of important here with that uh, stuff with Kyosuke uh, and Junko is like um, you know they invite Hachi to this. Uh, art exhibit that they're doing um, and Hachi's thinking friends in the same major, all of them pursuing their dreams. I feel like I'm getting left behind. Uh, so there's this way that she's sort of pulled away from that friend group, uh, but is now sort of recognizing that she doesn't, you know, she, it's commented on uh, somewhere in these chapters that like Hachi doesn't really talk to Junko about what's going on <laughs> in the way that she used yeah. to. Um, they're assuming that's because her new friend group is sort of providing that support or she's become more, more mature and needs it less. Um, uh, but you know, that is the thing that, it, that is that she is lost in some ways because she pulled away to be closer to Nana. Um, but then we get this phone call. I think this is the like, you know, key thing here. Yeah. Um, And we touched on it a little bit in the yeah. synopsis, but this is this is where we should really go through it. Especially because uh, we sort of cut back and forth where we see their reactions. Um, so, of course, Nana says uh, it'll probably be late by the time we um, and we get the sort of uh, panels of reaction, you know, oh, no, from Hachi. Uh, the, the clear, like, worry and concern on Nana's face. Oh, did you already mm -hmm. make stuff for an after party? Um, and, you know, <laughs> panel with the food all laid out. Oh, no, not yet. We just got home. Um, so we have more of this, this thing that we were <laughs> talking yeah. about earlier. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, Hachi says, oh, I have work in the morning. Um, and Nana asked to put Misato on the phone. Um, and of course, uh, Misato's like, you know, no, no, I hope it's about you getting signed. Uh, you know, in all these ways that, uh, as much as, uh, Hachi and Misato are, are getting along now, there is this like, 
sort of projection that I think is happening here with Hachi that like Misato is a more perfect fan as well. Um, Mm -hmm. If what Blast needs is a a really good supportive fan, Misato is better at that. Um, And so, uh, you know, we get the, hey, Nana, what about me? Um, You know, this look of like fear and pain in her eyes. Um, And then they they have to go catch the the cab really quickly. Um, And, you know, Nana sort of smiling at these fans from home. Um, And then uh, specifically the, the little you know, thought here from Hachi. No wonder Nana likes Misato more than me because she stalks Nana obsessively and comes to Tokyo for every show. Of course, a power dinner with uh, the record company takes priority over me. And of course, she'd rather live with her boyfriend than with me. It all makes sense. So I guess I'm not needed at all. Um, And then, of course, this is over this like conversation with um, Hachi and uh, Misato um, where Misato is also complimenting the food. So it's also like Misato's a good egg. Like I, f- I feel bad for judging her as like sort of coming into this. Uh, even though she's obsessed with Nana, she's not competitive about it. She's sincerely happy for Nana and Ren. Um, you know, she's so sweet. Like it makes, about... yeah, it makes it clear how jealous I am. Um, yeah. How much worse I am than, than yeah. her. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll add is, uh, Hachi's gesture, uh, to, to make all of the food and to try to create this after party, um, is, it's almost a similar pattern to the conversation with Hachi and Nana that we talked about, where Hachi is like gathering, so... They're, Hachi and Blast are in a, are in a raw place. Um, Hachi and Nobu, like, uh, aren't talking. There's a huge distance there. Um, Hachi and Nana, there's a distance there. Um, and so there's a lot of difficult emotions at play. Um, and Hachi seems to be, like, gathering her, uh, her emotions, um, gathering her strength to try to make this gesture to try to like get back closer together um, with this, um, with this elaborate like after party, which is what they used to do um, to try to like revive uh, the, these relationships. Uh, And then like the newfound distance with uh, them becoming celebrities, which is figured in the, um, the dialogue at the start of the chapter uh, deprives them of that chance. So it's like the, this thing that not that Hachi is already anxious about um, ruins the, <laughs> her attempt at like bringing things back to what they were. Yeah. Um, and this attempt that it's not really said or shown. Um, but I think as the reader, we can understand um, how much like emotion uh like just just how uh intense of an emotion has gone into this has led up to this for Hachi um and now it's like foiled so this is also like a really devastating moment um but devastating in the exact way that like inflames all of the feelings Hachi is 
struggling with. Uh, and then uh, she like starts to spiral again. Yeah. Uh, also further adding to the, you know, in the panels, she's, she's seems really enraptured looking at Nana. Uh, but then we get uh, after she, she texts, you know, talk to me basically being like, Hey, you probably shouldn't come over. Um, I have a friend staying here. Uh, she falls over into bed. Uh, we get the great plop sound effect. <laughs> uh, but I didn't see Nobu tonight either. I tried not to look at him on stage. Oh, what can I do? I'm lonely. And then it rings. And wh- who is she thinking about? It's specifically Nana. We get this like mm-hmm. panel of her crying in bed with like Nana as part of the, the framing. Um, and then it, instead it's Takumi. Um, so in this way, even though he's calling in, in this very crude, like, uh, you know, is it a female friend, um, who's staying with you, <laughs> uh, rather than a, a guy, um, it's still talk me calls when she wishes that Nana would, uh, yeah. And this when is she also, wants and needs it to be Nana. Yeah. It's talking me instead. Um, and so this is, I think part of why. She, you know, calls back, says, I want to see you. Uh, she is lonely, and Takumi is the one who calls, not Nana. Uh, yeah, and Takumi here also being quite cruel um, and manipulative, where, I mean, of course, the, like, possess- the, the possessiveness of, um, oh, is this friend a girl, like, uh, doing that macho uh, type of thing. Um, and then Hachi being like extremely emotional, as, which we see in the panel of her responding. Um, and then Takumi just being like, oh, okay, good, good night, and hanging up on her. Um, and then we see Hachi like crushed by that. Uh, two panels of her, um, her reaction. Uh, and then. We cut to Takumi uh, in the car with Reira. Uh, Hachi calls him back, and Takumi has this like smug look, as though um, as though this was his intention to kind of uh, play this game with with Hachi and and have her call him back and and be desperate and want to see him. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, very clearly linked. We see Reira seeing this, uh, and then immediately is like texting Shin, uh, asks the the manager to get her a room as well. Um, so, um, yeah. you know, we'll very clearly the... linking those two things: her like going to Shin, being linked to the feeling she's having about Takumi. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Is there is there another spot you'd like to skip a f- <laughs> skip forward to? Um, yeah, we're skipping through uh, them finishing up the dinner with Kawano, uh, taking the cab back. Um, let's see. Shin leaving. Shin, yeah, getting <laughs> off at the yeah. the same hotel. <laughs> yeah, them obviously to go not see knowing, but yeah. And then uh, Nana getting back to the apartment. Um, 
doing actually she is concerned about Hachi wants to see Hachi um wants to be there for her and all of that uh but she's too late um Hachi is just left and then she opens the uh the fridge and sees all of the food and kind of realizes the what's transpired um and I mean, uh, also before we get to the fridge, uh, we get this this moment of, um, you know, Nana is saying, oh, you know, she's again trying to like sort of play this off what's happening, uh, says, no, no, it's a guy. She probably went over to her boyfriends. No worries. Um, and Misato said, I had no idea that Hachiko has a boyfriend. Uh, Nana says, what? Isn't it obvious? Uh, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, and then Misato says, you know, the thing that all of us reading it are seeing here, I always thought Hachiko was only in love with you, Nana. <laughs> um, and then we get this like moment of sort of shock. Are you for reals? Um, and then like turning away blushing. Um, yeah. Which and is also, also sort of jokingly linked to, but you're my only love, Nana. Please don't say it's not possible. And then Nana doesn't respond to that either. Yeah. Um, um, the one thing, uh, to note, I'm glad you stopped because, uh, we have, uh, oh, um, on the prior page, Nana asking, where's Hachi and Misada saying, oh, Hachiko just went out. Um, she left in a hurry. She said she wouldn't be back tonight. And then we get the panel of Nana, uh, the kind of like, uh, faded white memory, uh, that device that we, um, that Ayazawa often uses um, of Nana seeing Hachi and Takumi. Um, yeah. And so uh, conveying the pain, uh, reminding us that this is uh, a really painful memory for Nana. Yeah. Um, that keeps like sticking around for her. Yeah. Her expression here is a bit like uh, shocked and pained in this way that she's then brushing off. Um, yeah. And we get this a lot with her, like the sudden intrusion of a really painful memory. Uh, and it's, it's often portrayed in the same way where it's like this faded white, um, the, the faded white, like illustration and um, the intense emotion on, on her face. Um, but yeah, then she discovers the food, um, you know, asks why, why is there so much food? Um, well, Hachiko, she'd already made all that when <clears throat> when I came over. She said you'd probably be celebrating tonight. Um, and then specifically, you know, Nana is looking in the fridge at the strawberry cake here. And this is where she starts crying. Um, and I think, like, important... I've been tracking, you know, strawberry cake is linked to Ren. The strawberries in particular start transferring over to Hachi. At this point, like, strawberry cake is the Hachi thing. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been this like full transferring over of uh, that symbol of love from Ren to Hachi here. Um, yeah. And this is like the final kind of the final blow for, for Nana where she just um, totally breaks down. Uh, and uh, actually does not respond to um Misato like stops responding to Misato 
uh, even as Misato is asking, like, oh, what happened with the record company guy? <clears throat> um, Nana doesn't respond. So, like, yeah. in this moment, um, her feelings for Hachi taking precedence, um, even over the, the record deal, um, which uh, tells us a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, the, the two bottom panels of Nana sort of looking down, crying hachi looking up um saying hey nana if you and i were lovers would we have been able to fill the emptiness by holding each other um and again it's her holding talk to me (laughs) yeah and again this feeling the the most explicit to me of like um this feels like a voiceover from the future recognizing what it was was actually happening between them and and saying uh, you know, if we had actually committed to that, would that have fixed things? Yeah, I think the most direct evocation of that possibility that yeah. we've had. Um, uh, and, I, and I think especially knowing the future is one where Nana is absent, where Nana has been missing. We then have to read this, if you and I were lovers, being specifically referring to if in the past we had been lovers, not if we were lovers in this more abstract, like, you know, I mean, it still kind of is if we were still lovers. But like that situating makes it also more of a um, it's not a moment that you're saying to somebody over like you're sitting at a table together saying if we were lovers, then would would that have solved things, uh, which is more of this like acknowledgement in that in that moment you're not because that wouldn't make sense for you or whatever you know but the tone to say that about somebody who's been absent and you're thinking about the past i think it adds a different dimension as well Um, and then the or does everyone bear this kind of loneliness over um shin and reira in the bath uh Final final part of the chapter. I didn't want to make you all mine. I just wanted you to need me, Nana. Um, so again, there's also a, a way that, um, you know, we've talked about how the, the, this series sort of posits like these two different forms of love or the, like these contradictory elements of love, the, the desire to like possess someone fully. And then this desire to sort of watch from afar and care for others. Um, Nana obviously is more in the, like wants to possess or wants to have some, someone fully. Uh, Hachi mm-hmm. is more in this, like wants to watch over and care from afar. Um, and this sort of this acknowledgement of, you know, I, I don't need all of that, but I do need you to need me. Like, that's what I wanted was for you to, to clearly need me. Um, and I think we can see in ways that, that Nana does, but it, there's various things getting in the way of expressing that. Um, both like circumstantial as well as, you know, I think then, probably the difficulty that, that Nana has in expressing that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, start of next chapter, again, strawberry cake. <laughs> uh, no matter how close I got to them, no matter how often I went to the studio, I was never a member of Blast. More and more, I was forced to realize that fact. I felt more ter- terrified than lonely. Why am I so weak? Um, but also so here, kind of the-, the, the cake that says Blackstone, uh, Blackstones is like its own way that she is a, a, an integral part of the, the group. Yeah, but the same mix of emotions that we've been charting 
Yeah. Um, the shame, like the self-loathing, um, the feelings of distance and loss, um, towards, towards blast and, and specifically Nana. Uh, then we get Nobu, uh, waking up after being <laughs> super drunk. Uh, Nana has like, um, brought all of the food that Hachi made, uh, in her own gesture, like wanting them to still eat the food and have the party that Hachi, uh, that Hachi made for them. Yeah. There's a way, I mean, we'll get to the part where then they're having the big after party, but like Nana, Hachi wants someone to show their love through actions. Nana is doing it here by taking these leftovers, being like, it's not just that I eat them, but that all of Blast needs to eat them. That's what Hachi wants. I'm, I'm do, like doing what I can to like do this, make this and happen. express this and make this happen. But often these ways that Nana is expressing these things, um, Hachi is not immediately there to witness them or uh, may not always see or understand how she's doing this. And there's a way that like later on, they're going to be eating these leftovers again, back at room 707. So it like moves back unclear that like Nana took it out. Uh, and it's going to be like Shin who says, you know, Oh, thank you. Uh, and so in this way, you know, I, Shin is, I think also specifically says the cake was amazing. Uh, like we'll get to the page, but there's this way that like, it's not said that Nana insisted on this, that everyone had to eat this. And so Nana is not they like, miss each getting other again. The, yeah, it's not necessarily getting the credit. Shin's sort of getting the credit, so to speak, not to, not to like put it in such a transactional sense, but uh, yeah, but, but point being, they miss each yeah. other again. I mean, even to skip forward, uh, cause I, I made some notes here, but um, when it happens as well, uh, we have like Hachi thinking about marriage and, and jokes, you know, make me your bride. Um, yeah. But we, we can, we can get conveying that. how much emotion is tied up in this for her. Yeah. Um, it, it Cause there's more going on strong. with the, the marriage I think as well that we can talk about, but yeah. Um, not to completely sideline Nobu, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nobu for his part, like understands, Nana's gesture of bringing the food, um, and then it is overcome with emotion himself, um, and immediately like wants to go to Hachi, <clears throat> um, and talk with her and say thanks and also apologize, uh, to try to like mend this. Um, but Hachiko is still asleep as Nana well, reminds him. Hachiko uh, is having sex with Takami. Uh, so we also get the few when he, when she says, Achigo's still asleep. She's got work in the morning. Uh, so, you know, go apologize tonight. Basically being like, uh, I don't want you to know what's actually happening here. Um, yeah. Uh, and doing this, uh, white lie, <laughs> uh, but still, um, lying to, uh, control nobu and and <laughs> try to manipulate this like outcome a little bit to, to protect him obviously um but uh nonetheless like another instance of uh of her doing this um which will culminate in the last chapter uh or will it will all tie together <laughs> uh in the last chapter 
Um, um, we also get Hachi so leaving if we want to skip yeah. there. Um, yeah, we can skip to Hachi and Takumi. Uh, he is still um, asleep um, as she's getting up to, to go to work. Um, even even she when she about... uh, drops all of her makeup. Um, yeah, and she thinks about uh, um, he didn't notice the alarm going off or me shuffling around. Takumi must be exhausted, but he still let me come over. Uh, I'm happy, but I feel a little guilty. I thought I was just someone convenient for Takumi to sleep with whenever he wanted, but maybe it's more like I'm the one using Takumi as someone convenient to hold me when I'm lonely. Uh, so, um, just suffice it to say, we kind of talked about <laughs> some of the things at play here earlier. Um, I think Yuzawa Ai is giving us a, uh, a a very nuanced and critical uh, view um, of this relationship, um, and then what what it means for Hachi and like what it what all is going on with her right now, um, the whole complexity of emotion. Yeah. Um, the other uh, thing that and there there there's probably some truth in what she's saying, even if. Takumi is also being manipulative and abusive in other ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other uh, element of this relationship that we haven't really um, acknowledged yet, but I think will become obvious eventually, is that part of the complication um it may be that Hachi just actually does have some feelings for Takumi. Mm-hmm. Um, and Takumi uh, may actually just have some feelings for Hachi uh, that are like real um, within the like uh, context of all of this, like manipulation and abuse that eventually occurs. Um, I think this is a also like a burgeoning element of the relationship here where they actually do like have feelings for each other within all, all of this other stuff. Um, and that's part of the, the motivations um, for, for what they're doing um, just to uh, complete the, the picture um, yeah. here. Um, we've also got Shin leaving. Uh, Ray Red goes to pay, and he says, "I don't want it." Uh, but she basically makes him take it. Um, and then we get her sort of slumped. Um, as he leaves. Uh, and then this feels like another uh miscommunication, another hurtful miscommunication, <laughs> uh, between them. Yeah, where. She's like trying to make up for uh she's doing this gesture of giving the money um as a kind of like uh conciliatory gesture um we're like, oh no, you know, I don't intend to to do this in bad faith like here yeah i I will pay you like 
I'm not trying to take advantage of you <laughs> uh, or something like that. Um, and then Shin wanting this to not be that uh, and saying, oh, I don't want it. I told you. Uh, and then Rira like insisting on it. And then he takes it because he doesn't have the heart to turn her down. And then also all these other um, emotions that he surely is experiencing at the, at the time. Um, yeah. And then like, they're both just completely dejected afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the continuing down this path. Yeah. Uh, but to go to the, the potential like genuine feelings here, um, cause I thought this was a, a really key little moment. Um, so there's the, the note that Hachi wrote, uh, sorry to bother you when you're busy, but thank you. I'll email you. Um, and, you know, Takumi gets up, uh, the manager's there to pick him up and, you know, he's, he's overslept. Um, and then he's looking at the note and we get this like genuine expression, um, you know, seemingly actually moved by this in some way. Um, you know, th- there does, especially in his reaction here, seem to be some truth to like, most women don't seem to understand that he's busy all the time and things. There's like, there's a way that it's difficult for him, uh, to settle down. Um, and so he seems like genuinely touched by this. Um, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we'll get, we'll get another more, uh, I think more of this, uh, more of the dots connecting on this. Yeah. Soon. Um, but then we also get in this, uh, so, uh, while he's sort of having this moment, uh, the manager says, I'll go check Rera out first. And then he gets sort of pulled out of this and is surprised, you know, Rera stayed here too. Uh, so this is also even this like genuine moment, uh, of seeming affection that he's having for Hachi here instantly gets like disrupted by Rera. Uh, another small moment that is important for just general dynamics going forward. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. And then we he shifts like back into manager mode. Um, we'll just call it that for now. Yeah, you feel sick, um, got a cold, um, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, yeah, trying to give her like vitamin C or whatever energy drink. Yeah, um, and or, but she reacts. Don't line, treat me like a thing. Yeah, and a telling line from him, our band can't function if you're broken. Yeah. Uh, so. It sucked um, for everyone. Get a tune-up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then her saying, don't treat me like I'm a thing. Um, rejecting that, like, objectification. Yeah. Um, and then talking me not getting it. Oh, it was just a metaphor. Um, not understanding why she's reacting this way um or either not understanding or not caring um and uh it's going to be very similar to his uh conversation with ren later um yeah then we get uh hachi returning home has this uh, she's coming back yeah has this like letter 
uh, this little card from uh, Mr. Mizukoshi. <laughs> uh, we got married. Uh, Hachi, are you alive? Email me sometime. <laughs> um, but I think this is this is important because then she's you know thinking about it. Wow, I'm jealous. I want to get married too. Even if I don't find a job that I love, if I could live with someone I love every day, I'd be so happy. You know, pause here. Describing being with Nana. <laughs> if I could live with someone I love every day, I'd be so happy. But like this when idea, she lived with Nana every day and yes. she was really happy. <laughs> but in the way that we've talked about, like marriage and and these like uh, expectations of heteronormativity that Hachi still is attached to, um, this immediately gets you know she's thinking. But with Takumi, there's no way that happened. I don't expect much with Takumi. I'm in, uh, if I'm embarrassed, I should end this relationship and start a real one. Um, but can a girl like me find someone I can love for life? So again. Nana gets figured as the love of her life multiple times in the in this uh, manga, but this is specifically being tied to this idea of love for life means marriage, a thing that would be um, in like a legal form, especially when this manga is being written, completely inaccessible in Japan. Um, the idea of like this idea or this uh, like existence of living with the person you love for the rest of your life. She's still operating it in this idea of like a, a marriage that you would have to a guy. And so there's a way that she's not thinking about Nana here, even though she's literally describing Nana when she's saying, you know, I, I'm so happy just living with the person who I love every day, the thing that she had with <laughs> Nana and that she wants back. <laughs> Um, yeah. and instead is thinking about Takumi and is thinking this is a, uh, an impossibility with Takumi, which is also going to color her reaction when Takumi will later propose marriage, even as it is tied up in all this other, you know, we'll get, we'll get to it when we get to it, but, uh, um, oh, yeah, we'll have plenty to say about that. Yeah. When it happens. Um, but like marriage being this thing that she's yearning for, um, and it being a thing that's sort of holding her back from, seeing the other ways that she could have what she really wants. Um, I guess I'll say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's well said. Yeah. And then also the acknowledgement of the food that she, she cooked by Shin then gets jokingly referred to as make me your bride. Um, so again, Nana being the one who really orchestrated this um, here, since it's Shin, we can sort of have the joking bride cause he's a boy. Uh, even though we know how she's not really, there's some parts where like how she will joke or will think about how cute Shin is or whatever, but like it's never in this series. <clears throat> not pursuing mode. that, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, to have somebody say, uh, "I'm so sorry, the cake was amazing." The thing that that Nana was saying with like, "I already took a picture because it looks so good and everything." Um, this being a thing that also elicits in Hachi this like reaction of um make me your bride <laughs> you know yeah um yeah and and even the the diminished version of it so this isn't even the full extent of the feelings that um that nana had um yeah this is just like the diminished version of like this delayed uh short acknowledgement um but the the full extent of nana's feelings is tremendous um starting from the moment like she finds the food um and then orchestrating all of this um it's it's really like 
a huge amount of emotion that is exactly what Hachi wants and needs. Um, but that she gets like, again, she doesn't get any, well, she doesn't get it from Nana. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, even, uh, more, um, tragic in a way, uh, because so much is still missed, even though she does like get, uh, this some fulfillment uh in this moment yeah um we then get uh you know as we're going through here um this is where i think especially we get this love of nobu presented as being tied to a love of blast itself um and then specifically that like uh so they're talking about like why would they do this contract deal? Um, like, why are they hesitating to a major label wants to sign them? It's like one of the biggest labels in Japan. Um, <clears throat> and there's this whole thing of like, you know, we don't want to be a one hit wonder and just burn out, which like would feel more likely with a, a major label. A major label is going to be like more controlling over our music and what we want to do. If we made it big on an indie label, we could then have multiple major labels want to sign us. We could have more of a pick. We'd have better contracts, uh, but also like, yeah, more control over that. But also like Nana's eager to, to make it. She just wants to like be on the, the major label. Um, you know, Nobu also wants this. Um, uh, Yasu and, uh, Misato being the savvy strategy ones here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, something to think about. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Misato uh, revealing that there's there's more to her than meets the eye. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, then we get Yasu being <clears throat> concerned with getting locked into a contract uh, and seeming to understand the consequences of uh, the control that you lose over your <laughs> over your own life when you. Uh, enter into uh, a contract with a more powerful entity um, and, and being wary of, of that. Yeah. Uh, and no one else uh, really caring because they're fixated on the, um, on this goal. Yeah. Uh, but then we get uh, Hachi, you know, springing up um, about, uh, cause Yasu says, but honestly, do you really think you'll keep uh, churning out hit songs one after another to Nobu? Hachi jumps up. Yes, I know he can. I mean, he's already done it. I'm not an indie music fan, and to tell the truth, I wasn't into punk. I found out about the Sex Pistols from watching Sid and Nancy, and even then, I didn't make me go punk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the great, like, sad but true. Really? Well, I figured as much. <laughs> but then, uh, but I love the songs that Nobu writes. I'm not just saying this because he's my friend. I've always loved his songs since the first time I heard him play. I was really surprised. I was impressed. It was so cool. It gave me goosebumps. He's got the wrists that sell. Um, and so this is like this pro- professment of love for Nobu, but it's tied to, you know, the, the tabletop songs concert. he writes for Nana. Yeah. The songs he writes for Nana to sing, you know, falling in love with this music with the tabletop concert where Nana is what she's fixated in that. Like Nobu is so eminently forgettable up until he becomes a love interest in this, in this manga. Um, so again, this yeah, is and like, then the emotions are transferred <laughs> in this way. Yeah. Uh, 
or like transferred is probably not the right uh, description of, of what's happened, but they're, uh, they're bleeding over into, uh, into her feelings for Nobu. Yeah. Um, and then this also immediately get, goes into um, talk about Trapnest, uh, talk about Ren and like his production, um, like his music being quote unquote messed with by, by uh, I forget the exact wordings, but like, um, you know, Takumi is doing all of these arrangements. Um, and so we, we get this, uh, thing about how like in the old days Takumi wrote all the songs and the band was just his one man show um and so there's this way that like trapnest its origins is Takumi um we talk about like went through various uh instruments uh like instrumentalists like you know different drummers different guitarists stuff like that the core has always been uh Takumi's vision which is only I can create the music that sets the stage for the power and beauty of Reira's voice. And Ren is okay with this because he believes in this vision. Um, and this is like, you know, the core, uh, wound of Nana's relationship with Ren. Uh, but it's also specifically coming up linked to like, Nobu what Nobu, Nobu's vision is doing the music to support Nana's voice. We don't get it said in these exact words, but like, you know, only I, Nobu, can create the music that sets the stage for the power and beauty of Nana's voice <laughs> is like an also a thing that you could you could clearly attribute to what, what Nobu's doing. And to Hachi, Nobu loving Hachi because or uh Hachi loving Nobu because Nobu is bought into that vision as well. Um you know? The the vision yeah. of uh Nana keeps singing all of that. Um, so this specifically being sort of, um, laid out here. And then of course we've got, uh, Hachi going, you know, wow, that seems like a really intense bond that Takumi and Reira have. Maybe they're a couple, um, you know, maybe he's not so cool knowing Takumi. And yet weirdly, I'm not jealous about this. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I thought I would be jealous, but actually I think they'd make a good couple. <laughs> um, and then is far more upset at the idea that Nana's not coming. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, um, I think you captured all the things going on there very well. Um, um, I think it's also important that there is a certain way in which Hachi's mode would be to support the art in this way that like, she also would not be jealous about, a bond that Nana and Nobu have around making this music as well, which we also sort of get when they, when they talk about, um, you know, Nobu's history with, with Nana later on, which we'll get to when we get to it. But um, yeah, I was going to mention that uh, the, the considerations of, Oh, shouldn't I be jealous of Takumi and Reira because they have, Oh, was there something romantic there? This is such an intense emotional bond with the music. Uh, it comes up pretty directly when Nobu is like, "Oh, I had a, I w was obsessed with Nana, or I had a crush on Nana." Yeah. Uh, and then they they talk about that, <laughs> uh, which we'll see yeah. later. So we we can put a pin in this, but uh, yeah, yeah. Then Shin, uh, you know, sets up 
um, Nobu and and Hachi uh, going to the the store. Um, they have uh, it's it's very tense. Uh, neither one of them. Uh, they both have a lot of anxiety towards one another. They can't. Uh, they're struggling to convey these feelings, and also like <laughs> overwhelmed with the feelings they can't convey. Um, um, Hachi apologizes. Hachi, yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say Hachi once again is the one to uh, break the silence and like muster the courage to um, actually. Uh, get into like the core emotions that are happening. Uh, and specifically says, um, you know, cause, cause she says, I'm so sorry. Nobu says, what are you apologizing about? You didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and she says, I did. So I'm really just a horrible girl, uh, which he sort of laughs at a horrible girl. Um, but you know, she says, I'm serious. Nobu stop idealizing me. If you saw who I really was, you wouldn't like me. Uh, which then seems to, you know, connect with Nobu finally about um, Shin saying, you've got some unrealistic ideas about women. Um, yeah. And Nobu understanding uh, it clicking for him that this is the important emotion that um, that Hachi's having right now that he needs yeah. to, she needs to express and he needs to understand. Um, and so then he um, cre- uh, creates a path for her to do that and it's like okay well um, tell me um, and just that like <laughs> that reprieve for Hachi uh, of the um, saying well yeah you can tell me um, please let me down then uh, in in this kind of wry way that he does it yeah uh, but offering this acceptance and this path for her to finally express herself. Yeah. I don't know uh, how else I can give you up unless you, you let me down basically. Um, Yeah. Uh, Briefly cut back to Yasu and Shin. Uh, Shin finally gets Yasu to tell the story of his relationship with Reira. Um, Basically, uh, it turns out that Rira was in love with Takumi uh, before Shinin or <laughs> before Yasu and Rira started going out. Uh, but Yasu was around, and for some reason, Rira was attached to him. Uh, Takumi was a total womanizer back then, but he never got with Rira. Uh, I mean, she was important to him, but only as his diva. Uh, I empathized with her, so then I convinced her to forget him and go out with me. This is classic yeah. Yasu. <laughs> um, but then also says it was imp- apparent that I couldn't win against Takumi. Um, looking back, it was just petty jealousy. I didn't want to listen to Reira, who was worried about uh, band infighting um, and couldn't decide whether or not to move to Tokyo. Uh, and so this also colors like why is Yasu sort of deferential to Ren? Um, he's already had this experience of like, I, I need to know that the person actually cares about me and that I'm not just the the thing on the side because she's not getting who she really wants. 
Uh, yeah. Obviously also coloring to some degree what's happening with Hachi. <laughs> or commenting yeah. on in its own indirect way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and also we learn about Yasu. Um, we talked last time about his kind of extreme altruism and self-effacement. Uh, and that's really seems to be a predominant characteristic of his relationship with Reira, uh, where as he's describing it, he enters this relationship solely to like take care of her, um, to alleviate this pain she has about talking to me. Uh, but then, uh, he learns uh, an important lesson from this, which is that his effacement of his own feelings uh, makes the relationship impossible uh, yeah. because he doesn't really, <laughs> uh, the whole reason is, is to, uh, is not because he has wants to be with her for her. Uh, it's he wants to be with her so that she doesn't feel bad about talking to me because he empathizes with her. Um, but then the fact that he d- doesn't have strong feelings of his own, uh, leads, uh, makes, causes it to end, uh, because then he doesn't, he can't cope with, um, the Takumi situation. Uh, he couldn't win against Takumi. Uh, he feels jealous, um, and he couldn't decide whether or not to move to Tokyo, uh, well, these are all things that are, uh, I think, related <laughs> to being in a relationship to someone that uh, you don't have the motivation to like to make it work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we also get the, you know, flashback uh, from what um, Reira said uh, to Yasu here, uh, as Yasu sort of relating it to Shin with. Uh, so, uh, Reira saying, I just love to sing. I'd rather be a singing machine and feel nothing. No desire, no jealousy. A high performance machine that never breaks. But if I threw out my feelings, my singing would go down too. Uh, and then Shin specifically remembering, and I mean, this is like, uh, you know, Photoshop copy pasted, uh, small, but the panel from, you know, the beginning of the, the reading that we did, it's hard to be human. Um, that's just like the exact image that we saw of her there. Um, yeah. So we're getting this like different uh, coloring of what, what it means when she says it's hard to be human here, where uh, in some ways she's saying, I, I want to be the object that just sings. Um, I don't want to have all these other feelings, uh, but those feelings are also what, what like makes singing good. Um, and so I'm like sort of stuck with this. Yeah, another bind for Reira. Yeah. Um, stuck between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Which is... Uh, so, uh, situations that she's... Uh, predicament that she's continually in, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, we're going to have to move a little bit more yeah. quickly. Yeah. Because 23 and 24 have a lot, um, and yeah. <clears throat> we're already quite a, quite a ways in. So, um, uh, I, I'll just note also when Hachi's being embraced by Nobu, um, 
and thinking, but because, because these arms hold the entire future that I want, uh, immediately cut to, I can just feel it with Nana saying, where's Hachi? Um, yeah. so chapter 23, uh, you know, further linked to, to what I was just saying, um, we get, uh, we kissed and held hands all the way to the store, but we didn't say a word. His hands are really well warm, just like Nana's. Um, and I never want to let go of his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah. his hand being linked specifically to Nana. Uh, we get a, we get a lot of this. Um, yeah, it's, it's all over. Yeah. Um, it's all over these chapters. Um, uh, Continuing this struggle, uh, eternal struggle for Hachi with uh, her feelings for Nobu and Takami. Um, and then layered on top of that is the guilt um, about what's transpired already. Uh, she's she's worried that Nobu won't be able to trust her because of all of this. Um, so... Uh, Struggling with these anxieties, suffice it to say. Yeah. And then we get back to uh, the apartment. Nana just cuts through all of the deliberation about the contract and just says, shut up, Baldi. We're going to sign the contract. And Yasu, (laughs) just say, okay. And Yasu says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Here's also where we get the uh, Shin calls Ryoko his folks. Um, and, uh, you know, we we do. It seems like Yasu doesn't fully know about this part because he says, wait, Shin, who's Ryoko? Um, he says, she raised me, uh, which Nobu or uh, Yasu gives the response of, yeah, right. Um, but again, it, is there maybe some truth in this with, you know, is this a way of him talking about how she groomed him? Um, but, uh, this is where Yasu reveals that, um, he knows about Shin's parentage at least. Uh, and then, uh, also has this little conversation with Misato and says, Misato Uehara, what's your real name? Um, and she says, it's top secret. Uh, which, how much does he actually know here? Or was he just suspecting? Uh, cause then he's walking and thinks, so she really did use a fake name. Um, but Misato did, being surprisingly unfazed. Yeah. <clears throat> shockingly unfazed. Uh, uh, at being confronted <laughs> with this information. My, my other thought here though is, so why does Yasu suspect this? Um, there's maybe like a, a couple things that could be going on here. But one is we're going to learn who the real Misato Uehara is. Does Yasu know this already? Does Yasu know that Nana's mother is alive and that Nana has a sister? That's a very good question. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to ponder that one. Yeah. I, I don't know that answer here, but that, um, I mean, we do get the little, what a plain name to pick. But, um, you know, where, where is he getting this thought from that Misato is using a, a, a fake name? 
I, I have to yeah. wonder uh, how much we know that Yasi will know a lot and not reveal it to people. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, the emergence of people lying about who they are or uh, concealing things about themselves, the aliases, stuff like that uh, seems significant. Yeah. And uh, and then Yasu knowing about these things, uh, and like you said, um, knowing about deceptions, but not revealing them, uh, or like selectively re- revealing them, uh, will will be a dynamic, yeah, <laughs> going forward. Um. Let's see. Do do we want to get to uh, Hachi returns home, or do we want to talk? Let me see. Um, oh, we do get this uh, Nobu. I, I did flag this um, doing the. You told me you were a bad girl, so how bad are you? Joke. Um, and then there's this like very genuine pained reaction from Hachi, um, which you know he recognizes, but is like, "I'm kidding. Please don't cry." Um, why are you being so emo? Um, They're still having. <clears throat> I feel like Nobu and Hachi, e- even here, uh, the dynamic is so strained just because it's so clearly two people who are extremely anxious around each other and have <laughs> uh, a lot of anxieties that they aren't really able to communicate yet yeah uh, so then they're just carrying all of this tension and uh trying to like be kind to one another uh but so consumed by like be being in their head about these things um and then just like not on the same wavelength that they're kind of like talking past each other uh and just digging certain holes deeper <laughs> yeah. uh, because they're like talking past each other and, and not uh, saying the wrong thing. And then uh, because they're not understanding where the other person is um, yeah. and the, the um, moment that you brought up is uh, stands out where he's like, Oh, you told me you're a bad girl. So how bad are you? Uh and and like joking about how she's playing some push pull game to lure him in, um, you know, trying to seduce him basically, uh, as well. Which she's not really doing, but she is like highly anxious about, like, she's afraid that she is doing that type of thing, <laughs> uh, when she's like not intending to, but she like feels a ton of shaming and anxiety that she is. Um, and then again, Hachi being the one to actually talk about, or at least begin talking about the deeper feelings, um, where she, you know, admits, uh, I just didn't want anyone to know about me and Takumi, so I could just pretend it wasn't happening. Then I could be your girlfriend. I thought a lot about how I screwed up things like that. Do you hate me now? Um, and he says, what? No, I'm glad. Um, 
And then uh, this also being key of, I can't make you be my girlfriend. I don't own you. Um, which obviously uh, pointed in relation to Nana's feelings towards Hachi. Um, mm. uh, and I don't want to make his conversation. Around. Yeah. His conversation Sorry, his... with Shin. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so this is where he sort of says, you know, um, I'm sure you can't help it that you're attracted to Takumi and no matter how, no matter how hard I try, I just can't compete. Um, but if you do break things out with Takumi, uh, and go out with me, then I'll do whatever it takes to make you happy. Um, in my own way. Um, well, we'll see what that is. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and of course, in response to this, Hachi crying, uh, Hey Nana, I've fallen in love so many times, but until today, I didn't think a real guy existed who had seriously talked to me like that. Is this the way Ren talks to you, Nana? Um, so, also immediately yeah. sort of thinking about Nana in this context. Um, gets home and jumps in the bath. <laughs> With Nana. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, we get the... Before she even jumps in, the, uh, why are you such a perv? Um, and there's this sort of uh, sad expression with Hachi. Uh, and then she strips and jumps in. <laughs> um you know, it's cool. We're both it's ladies cool. here, uh, but I don't bathe with ladies. You take baths with guys. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, that's weird. Um, and of course, joking again about, uh, Hachi being a dog. Um, but, uh, then when it's not a way, I want to talk Nobu and I, this is where she stays. Um, <clears throat> I was noticing the, uh, <laughs> the reactions not as reactions uh in these panels because we've talked a lot about the uh sexually charged scenes and, yeah. and read into those a lot uh um, so the, and and the baths uh, i've multiple times flagged bath as a sexual thing which also came up with with shin and reira um <laughs> yeah so uh and then the like foot foot with the clothes coming off not a her expression here uh i don't know I, <clears throat> there's a, there's different ways you could read this and it's obviously like illustrated in a way that's uh comedic yeah but it, it does have a feeling of uh that like cartoony googly eyes thing that you often see uh men depicted doing in cartoons yeah uh, <laughs> where uh, she's looking at, at Hachi's naked body and then the blushing in all of the panels afterwards. Yeah, and just like uh, frantic about like <laughs> how Getting quickly out. intimate this has become and yeah, how she has to get out. She doesn't take baths. Uh, you know, she doesn't bathe with ladies. Um, you know, uh, also having this, well, it's one thing if it was a human female, but if it's a female dog that just came back from a walk, uh, so like further deflecting <laughs> the stuff mm -hmm. that she's feeling seemingly. Um, but also this is, this is key because, uh, this is this big moment of intimacy between the two of them, uh, as they, they start having this talk, um, which, you know, gets sort of, uh, 
cut short a little bit by by Nana leaving. Um, but uh, has this moment, this like initiation of it as well. Um, but uh, we then get uh, Nana leaves after basically saying, "Well, why don't you just go to the the fireworks with Nobu?" Um, and and then Hachi yeah. afterwards by herself in the bath, thinking, "I'll really talk to Nana when I end things with Takumi for real." Um, so all of the yeah. Emotions have not quite been resolved. Not a house to meet Takumi and supported yeah. me after we got together. I'm sure she'll think, what the hell? I'd feel that way too. Who wouldn't think that? Um, Still really fearful of judgment from Nana. Yeah. But moving forward, uh, taking down the trapness poster. Again, thinking resolving. of uh, I want you all to myself. Yep, resolving to say to end things with talking to me, I'll just say goodbye over the phone. Uh, this but taking down of the poster, though, also being um, like there, there's a, a way in which she's she's clearly removed the like image of the celebrity of talking to me, but it doesn't doesn't necessarily destroy the other way that she's now come to think of him. Um, so th- there's also the the. You know, the version of Takumi that she's taking down is not the version that she keeps going back to. Yeah. Uh, I think is also key here. Uh, but then, yeah, also the note of, um, you know, I'll do it over the phone. I don't want to see him get hurt. He's so full of pride, which, you know, various links to Nana here. Mm-hmm. The, the possessiveness, the full of pride. Yeah. And indicating the uh, genuine emotion uh that's existing within all of this like desperate uh grappling with <laughs> wanting the relationship to end because she has all of this anxiety uh but i don't want to see him I, I don't want to see him get hurt uh is one of the few times we actually get a specific reason articulated by Hachi about why this is so hard for her to uh to break to break off. Yeah. Um we get the mention here of the the mosquitoes, the paparazzi. Um I think this is like somewhat of a pun in Japanese. Um mm. if I remember correctly, there's like some there's some sort of like character difference that would would change from uh, paparazzi to uh, mosquito. I think. Um, Is there a note about that in one of the volumes? Yeah, I think there might be. Um, Maybe we'll we'll just have to see yeah. as we go through. Um. But this, the idea of the paparazzi is going to become important. Uh, we'll. Inc- Increases importance as we get closer and closer to the end. Um, but, uh, you know, first little introduction here. Um, again, I think Yuzawa Ai is just very good at pacing some of this stuff out where little mm. things will get dro- dropped early on uh, that will then get picked up as threads later. Um, or slowly escalate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Hachi... Um, 
text says we need to talk please call when you have some time sorry i know you're busy uh and so takumi calls back pretty quickly um and uh once on the phone hachi sort of uh wavering in her confidence um about you know breaking up with someone over the phone like this being a, a cold thing to do um of course there's also a certain amount of uh you know, Takumi called back right away and, uh, mm-hmm. she has these, she still has these sort of feelings towards him. Um, we see her like continually give in when he calls. Um, so that's also a dynamic here. Um, and clearly it seems like that's, that's, you know, she says, uh, stop, don't get sucked back in like her, her thoughts here. Um, as they're talking, uh, also the note here that she should get satellite TV to watch the special on Trapnist if she's a real fan. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, yeah, we then get the, you know, when it seems like she's not going to really say anything, um, he then says, don't tell me you're pregnant. Uh, and she says, what? No. Uh, oh, good. Don't scare me like that. I may not look it, but I'm sensitive. <laughs> I can't deal with inconveniences <laughs> like that. Uh, the, I, I, I may not look it, but I'm sensitive is so funny because that's what the image of him that she had as like the celebrity was, right? Yeah. Though the long haired one yeah. is the sensitive one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but of course, it's like totally ironic because, <laughs> uh, well, the irony of the reality that he's not. And then the irony of it, like coming up here in this mm-hmm. scene where he's being like particularly insensitive to her directly, uh, just some deep irony uh, <laughs> at all layers here. Uh, and she like reflexively apologizes, but then we get the internal inc- inconveniences. Who talks like that? Oh, like getting a, a girl pregnant is just some inconvenience to him. Um and so this is where, uh, you know, she does though. Why bother? You know what? Don't call me ever again. Uh, she gets angry enough to just like, yeah, to, uh, to, to actually utter these, these words. Uh, but notably, I think, uh, the emotion that she's acting on is this like immediate anger uh and then tied into who Takumi is obviously uh she's getting angry about an aspect of of his character uh but she's really acting like in the heat of the moment in this anger um and she's not speaking on the feelings or from the the feelings that are really at stake um, and are that are really the reason why she's like wanting to break it off. Yeah. Um, and so of course he's just like, I think Nana's mad at me. Uh, Ren like Nana. Oh, Hachiko. <laughs> uh, and then he had, he had overheard. And so he says, you know, don't tell me you're pregnant. Don't scare me like that. And you say, uh, and you say you're sensitive. <laughs> you don't have an ounce of sensitivity. Um, talking to me then saying you heard me well but it would really suck i'm just being honest and it would suck the most for her what i do wrong 
Uh, so the, the question we often have with Takumi, which is, is he willfully not understanding or does he genuinely just not under, understand what he did wrong? Yeah. Uh, so uh, also the note As time here, goes on. Um, well, I was just going to say, as time goes on, I think we get more uh, evidence that maybe he just genuinely does not uh, understand <laughs> a lot of the time because uh, he lacks this this empathy. Yeah. Um, although he will also be be uh, truly, truly awful in moments coming up. So, yeah, willfully um, heinous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also get the note here of, you know, Takumi doesn't ever use a condom. Um, you know, if you care, use a condom. Um, Takumi pointing out that Ren also doesn't, but Ren's like, well, I would be happy having a family. <laughs> uh, Nana's the one who's on the pill, that feminist. <laughs> and Takumi is like, well, what the hell? <laughs> How yeah. can you criticize me? <laughs> You're just as much of an asshole. <laughs> just in the opposite way yeah um yeah and then we 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 get uh hachi after you know he doesn't even call up uh or call back um well that was easy so why did i hang out with someone who doesn't care about me it's a harsh awakening from my wildest dream but really i knew from the start that takumi didn't love me there's no way that i hurt his feelings i just finally woke up from a nightmare uh, it was all about sex. Yeah, he was a sweet talker, and it felt so good to touch someone. I guess I just hoped it would turn into real love. But that was just a dream. I finally saw through it. I believe in you, Nana, and I'll be waiting. I finally woke up, because the real prince kissed me. Nobu. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, not Nana. Not Nana. Uh, I do believe in you, Nana, and I'll be waiting. But... <laughs> but Nobu's the prince. Yeah. Looking very princely here in this... Uh, and on this page turn, yeah, uh, it it is a funny print uh, page turn too because it does leave you with that moment of, uh, you know the the real prince possibly being Nana, but um, but no, just Nobu yeah. wearing a beret, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vivian Westwood necklace, uh, you know, spiked collar, um, plaid shirt, uh, beat up t shirt, uh, or plaid. Blazer beat up t-shirt. I think aside from the beret, I I did dress basically like this at one point in high school. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with it yeah. except for the beret. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was wearing that one, so um, yeah. But yeah, we get uh, Hachi immediately showing up at Nobu's work and being like, "I broke it off. <laughs> we we can date." Uh, it's, I yeah. know it's I know it's the morning after, but. <laughs> I think we can say uh, she's still not being completely honest with herself um, in her uh, in this like monologue that she has after uh, that you just read after concluding the call um, where she's trying to uh, tie off the this whole thing in a neat bow and just be like, oh, uh, it was all about sex. Talking to me had no feelings for me. Uh, he doesn't care about me because he's not calling back. And this is 
it's almost like the fulfillment of the um the hope that she articulated chapters ago where she's like she was kind of hoping that uh talking me didn't give a shit and all of these things uh because then if that becomes true then it's it's easier uh to to just move on and disconnect from it and all these things Um, yeah and she's kind of telling herself this right now uh along with telling herself this is over um when maybe it's fair for her to think that it is (laughs) uh but in reality it's it's not yeah um and then uh additional note so uh you know, Nana realizes what's happening. She remembers the text from Hachi asking where does Nobu work. Um, but then we get, uh, as Hachi and Nobu have sex, hey Nana, what does Ren say when you're making love? Uh, juxtaposed with Nana and Hachi in the bathtub. I should have asked you then, no matter what, that old club, uh, clawfoot bathtub isn't around anymore. Um, yeah, so. the image of Hachi and Nobu having sex immediately above the image of uh, Nana and Hachi in the bathtub, and then given the, the symbolic charge of the bathtub, uh, which is sexual <laughs> symbolic charge for yeah. Nana. Uh, all the, we're, a lot of things lining up here. <laughs> um, And yeah, it, it being sort of... Uh, one, like, I should have asked you then, no matter what, um, you know, seemingly the question of what does Ren say when you're making love, but there's also this other charge happening. Um, and then uh, the note here of the old clawfoot bathtub isn't around anymore. Um, again, a, a note towards the future where it's been replaced with a different bathtub. Um, but also sort of hinting at, like, other things that have, have changed in between. For example... Uh, Ren is no longer around. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, and also sort of this moment is past. Um, has like become inaccessible. Uh, final chapter that we have to, <laughs> to work through. We're only three and a half yeah. hours in. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, and just probably the most important chapter of, of the yeah. bunch. Um, so we sort of start on, um, I mean, there's the, the initial thing where we get the, uh, poster still lingers, um, you know, where it was, uh, you can still see because of the way the paint was faded by the sun. Um, and now it's just, it's void. Yeah. Uh, but still suggesting the, the way that Takumi has not been erased, um, but uh, then also key here, uh, we sort of have this like post-coitus conversation between Nobu and Hachi. Um, and it starts with a little bit about like, you know, uh, Nobu as the, the rich bachelor uh, taking over the big hotel, um, that kind of stuff. But pretty quickly pivots into, uh, you know, this mention that Nobu knew Nana uh, since sophomore in high school uh and then the whole conversation becomes hachi wanting to know more about nana (laughs) 
Um, so we get the this backstory. Um, her being a a real loner, uh, super goth, quiet, like you know the flashbacks we see. Everyone is shocked when she speaks. Um, and uh, he tried to reach out to her, uh, gave her ten CDs to check out, um, and you know, Sex Pistols was the one that she said she particularly liked. Um, and, uh, you know, we get the, the, you know, I was so psyched. I fell head over heels. Hachi. So you were totally in love with Nana? (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit. What the hell? I can't believe it. (laughs) Um, yeah, it had to be Nana. I can't compete. Um, so, and then moving on from it yeah. pretty quickly. Um, but also this certain link to like that idea. Uh, for some reason, there's a little bit more jealousy around it when it's Nana and Nobu. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if it's something she moves on from pretty quickly. Um, Revelation and, yeah. that Nobu and, uh, introduced Ren and Nana. Uh, which we um, kind of got in the the volume one, but you know, good reminder of it. Uh, we we have some uh, additional context on like scenes that we saw in volume one. With uh, at some point, I realized that Ren wasn't really as invincible as I thought. I think Nana ended up saving Ren just as much as Ren saved Nana. Um, and then that moves into uh, <clears throat> Nobu doing uh or i guess some gender happening yeah <laughs> uh so nobu as girly um you know there's a uh he says i used to think that guys were supposed to be strong for their girlfriends without question so i tried to act all tough in front of gr- the girls i went out with uh but now i see how stupid that was uh you think these two wimpy arms can support you um not a chance hachiko after i fell in love with you i realized what a wimpy unmacho girly guy i am um notably hachi not really getting this uh yeah first responding what but why when nobu is saying it's stupid that the idea that uh guys are supposed to be strong for their girlfriends this is stupid Hachi's like, wait, why? (laughs) Uh, And then him being like, oh, you think these arms can support you? And then her being like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then him saying, oh, well, I've now realized I'm a wimpy, unmacho, girly guy. And Hachi's like, what? I thought you said (laughs) you you do anything to make me happy. Why are you saying this stuff? Yeah. And then he says, (laughs) and I will... Uh, as long as you're always with me to support me. Um, and at that, she then says, oh, uh, remembering, I feel like I could do anything with you by my side. Uh, oh, I get it. That can be arranged. Um, this gets linked to... So one, there is, I think, this introduction, this breaking of the gender rules of a relationship, which are the seeds to like potentially breaking down uh, especially if this like relationship with Nobu continued, uh, which we know how that's going to to play out <laughs> in the the coming volumes. Uh, but this like potential breaking down where where Hachi would be able to recognize um, 
or or maybe start to recognize like that there are other ways that that relationships can be there are other forms that romantic relationships that can be that are not this uh very like heteronormative the the guy is strong and takes care of the woman thing um which she's sort of wrecking recognizing this as well uh where she's like i want to be with him i want to spoil him i want to be there for him i want to hold him i want to do everything he wants uh in the past i only thought about having men do those things for me maybe that was my big mistake which of course gets cut to nana saying morning um but also this gets we could also change the we could also change the emphasis uh, to better understand the mistake. In the yeah. past, I only thought about men <laughs> having to do those things for me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was my big mistake. And then yeah. cut to Nana. Uh, now, that would be that would be forcing a reading. So we're not going to yeah. do that. But, uh, but that's there is just still for, a, a, for a change. Yeah. And there is still a change in uh, how she's thinking about, like you know what a relationship could be the other note here though is there is this introduction of maternal feelings we got pregnancy uh we get a little bit of a here where she thinks nobu's like a clinging child um and the pose that he's in yeah um you know key things that are going to come up soon <laughs> um <Yeah. clears> and also the whole conflict that you were talking about uh, is going to be a part of this pivotal moment where uh, she ends up with Takumi, uh, yeah. where there's the the conflict between Nobu and Takumi, and this like pivotal decision that happens. Um, the in- the con- the gender stuff that you're talking about is uh, inf- inflected in there. Yeah, because in that it some of it is the person who can support her. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's part exactly. of the decision that she makes. Um, but yeah, then uh, goes home, finds Nana uh, at room 707, is surprised. <laughs> um, Nana, you're still here. What about Ren? Um, and then, uh, you know, has this moment of like, do I actually tell her that I was over at Nobu's? Do I tell her what's going on? Um, you know, it's all happened so quickly. So will she be judging me for this or think that I'm ridiculous? Technically, there was some overlap of like me hitting it off with Nobu and me breaking it off with Takumi. Um, and so uh, it seems like she's not going to, to say anything here. Uh, but then Nana, in her own way, being the one who's going to uh, bring it up here um you know doing the the subtle oh by the way did you find where nobu works yesterday um yeah you and two then, seem to uh, get along pretty well yeah and then insisting on it a couple yeah. like continuing the conversation even as hachi's trying to deflect yeah nobu's always been honest sincere and demonstrative with his feelings so you two can communicate easily since you're so similar um and then that gives Hachi enough of a pathway to uh, to then just stop and uh, like admit her feelings to to Nana. Yeah, um, and of course we we get Hachi touching Nana's Ren tattoo. Um, I think it's kind of like an important moment every time that this happens. 
just like as a, a a little gesture to hone in on. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, she says, um, Mia Nobu and begins to cry. Uh, I think I really, really like Nobu. Uh, and then this is this reaction image that we get from uh, Nana as she sort of holds Hachi um, and just says, of course, and then is, is silent after that. Um, this is one of those reactions because the, there is this sort of pained look that we've seen Nana have before, um, mm-hmm. you know, slightly held back. It's not like her full pained look, but she does have sort of that pained uh, look in her in her eyes. Um, you know, her mouth slightly downturned again, is this the guilt that she feels about using Nobu to keep Hachi? Um, or is this, you know, relief, some yeah, measure of relief, some measure of relief, or is this outcome. like, I am getting what I technically want, but it's still not what I really want, which is to have Hachi entirely to myself. Like the only way that I, I have seen for myself to have Hachi is to have Hachi be with Nobu, and then, like, I just won't lose her entirely. Um, and now that I have that, I still feel the the emptiness of yeah. not having the, <laughs> the the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, we get uh, Nobu and Hachi going to um, Kiyosuke and Junko's art exhibition. Um mm-hmm. Notably, uh, Kiyosuke has done a, a real, like, nice portrait uh, or a uh, landscape of, like, trees and the light through the trees. Um, I feel like we get a very similar shot of, like, Nana and Hachi standing in a forest at some point as, like, a splash page. Um, but, uh... Mm, yeah, we may have to watch yeah. out for that. See if yeah. we can confirm. Um, I mean, I have it on my computer. I can, I can... If it is like a wallpaper, so I could look at this right now. Oh, oh, yeah. It is, so you can confirm <laughs> from memory. Well, well, let me let me actually look at like how much is it. Uh, but I know that the image exists. Um, but and then we also get uh, Kyosuke's, which uh, <laughs> Hachi doesn't really get, but uh, Nobu thinks is incredible and extremely punk is punk in the brain. <laughs> or you no, mean Junko's, uh, Junko's, yeah, yeah, is the punk in yeah. the brain one. Um. But then uh, Hachi wants an explanation of it, and Junko says, I'm the one who wants an uh, explanation. What's this? <laughs> yeah, you showing up with, with Nobu uh, suddenly together. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kyosuke and Junko are debriefing at Jackson Hole. And uh, who shows up? Uh, who shows up here but our good old friend Shoji? <laughs> uh who even like now the manga is making fun of uh how much he's just been like disposed with yeah um i just sent the image of the the forest image with um hachi in the forest by the way okay yeah um, it, it is which uh, it is a different image similar. but it is similar in like composition uh, are we going to talk about Shoji at all, or are we just going <laughs> to we're just going to leave it? Um, I mean, we can a little bit. Uh, this bit is great. Um, you know the calling him the X. Yeah, 
uh, oh, poor little X, one Jackson Burger, sir. <laughs> uh, Pret- pretending that he's not there, even though he yeah. is. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, we also get here in this conversation. Um, so, like, we, we learn about uh, him moving. I think we've already learned that he was moving in with Sachiko, but it's happened now. Um, yeah. And then uh, we get this thing where the appeal of no- of Nobu gets specifically linked to, like, his stage presence, his music that he does as part of Blast. Uh, so, again, this, like, reinforcing this link that the appeal of Nobu is him playing uh, music to Nana singing. Because um, it's, uh, you know, we, we get the notes of, because they're, they're talking about, like, what would Hachi even see in Nobu? Right. Um, like he seems kind of lame too. <laughs> um, yeah, he's so lame. He said this thing, I'll be happy as long as I can play guitar and you're singing. Yeah. That's what Shoji brings up. And then they're like, that is actually like kind of cool. Um, Holy shit. That's why sense. he's hot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Give me a break. Who talks like that? That's why you suck <laughs> to Shoji. Um, but this, yeah, becoming the, the, Oh, wait, now I get it. Now I think I know what Nana sees in Nobu, Nana being Hachi. Um, he knows what to say and do when it really counts. Uh, he learned how to work it by playing on the stage. He knows how to transform his feelings into his magnetic energy he projects. Yeah, how are you ever going to live up to that, you slacker? To <laughs> uh, Shoji. <laughs> um, but again, some of this is, is specifically calling out the way that, uh, you know... The charm of Nobu is I'll be happy as long as I can play guitar and Nana singing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we also get this key line of if Nobu can be Nana's friend and also be there for her intimately at all the crucial moments, then that's her ideal boyfriend. Uh, really setting up what's to come <laughs> and mm. and where he's going to fail. Um, but also... As a note, uh, in many in many aspects so far, uh, Nana has been Hachi's friend and also been there intimately at many of her crucial moments. So, uh, you know, that being defined as the ideal boyfriend, um, specifically. Mm-hmm. These <laughs> <things>. <laughs> um. So, but they're hopeful. I wonder things if the, will work out this. I wonder time. if the subtext of this manga is that like. Hachi and Nana are are in love. Yeah, and uh, the, are their ideal partners <laughs> that they keep yeah. like having things about what who they would really want. <laughs> yeah, um, it almost seems like that. But <clears throat> I also like Shoji Koichi Sato, another Jackson worker, please for my girlfriend Sachiko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, when they're like pressing him on, oh, you're jealous of. Nobu, blah blah blah. And he's like, uh, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's and also I'm gonna very buy funny. a burger for her right now. <laughs> yeah. It's also very funny when uh he comes back and she's just like, Oh, I see you were at Jackson again. <laughs> um and then of course, I'm sorry, it's not a uh Louis <clears throat> Vuitton bag. Uh actually I'd rather have w- a Jackson burger, personally. <laughs> yeah. I would I would call this being being there for someone intimately at a crucial moment. Yeah. You got you come home with the with burgers, the hamburgers, yeah, the burgers. 
hamburgers are really, really important to Shoji. How you show love to Shoji is hamburgers. I I I agree with Shoji here. I think, I think this is confirmed that uh, <laughs> Sachiko <laughs> was cooking burgers for Shoji because she knows what Shoji wants. It's burgers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to figure confirmed. out how to make them just like a Jackson burger. She's been working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why she uh, she gets so happy when when he brings him a Jackson burger because she's just trying to replicate it. Yeah. It's more data points. She's gotten the smash burger technique down correctly, but she's still trying to figure out the right mix of, uh, yeah. you know, the right, like, fat to, to meat mix. Um, yeah. How many onions to put in there? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, then also notable here that there's some more conversation with um, Junko and Kyosuke here. Um, and we get this talk about the way that people express love. Um, I think some of this stuff is, uh, also just important in this moment. Um, you know, we, we get the note that, uh, when, when Nana, when Hachi gets hurt, she runs in the other direction. Yeah. Um, which we've been seeing her do with, uh, Nana and, uh, Takami. Um, so what stood out to me in this is that, um, with Kyosuke and Junko fading so much into the background, um, Hachi is just called Hachi by almost all of the characters. And now when it cuts back and they're saying Nana, they're talking about Hachi. But for the reader, it kind of feels like uh, we've now so firmly associated the names and like separated them. Uh, you can't help but have this kind of subtext uh, where it, it kind of feels like they're talking about at Nana. Um, and what they're saying about Nana is also true. Like, yeah. it's true for Nana. Yeah, uh, Nana's so one-sided, and it's hard for the other person to understand. She runs away, shuts the door, won't, <clears throat> just won't deal with the other person, no matter how much she cries to others. Uh, this part's getting more hachi, but... <laughs> Um, yeah yeah she can't deal with pain very well when she gets hurt she just runs in the other direction yeah runs away shuts the door and won't won't deal with the other person yeah um and then of course the the little thing here of uh you know specifically kyosuke getting uh junko to be like so if i cheated on you would you do that with me (laughs) uh no way i'd torture you to death (laughs) good to know good to know (laughs) why do you ask i just wanted to see the way you express your love um yeah yeah they're they do have great banter uh still still great characters even as they've like gotten sidelined yeah Um, can't say the same for shoji though and it, and again, there's like a significance in bringing them up a, a couple times to sort of remind you of the way that that Hachi has, um, you know, moved away from them as well and does not have the support. Um, Lem keeps wanting to come in and out. <laughs> yeah, uh, our dog was. I've I've heard her a couple times outside my door. Um, wanting to get in but 
yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna allow that. <laughs> not not just yet. She's um, already featured once on uh on our Nana season. Yeah. Um <clears throat> let's see. Uh oh, so now we, we, we move on to Takumi um is trying to call Hachi, but now she's screening the calls. Um it's like blocking the the uh because he has his caller ID off. Um so whenever he calls, it's just like unidentified caller or whatever. Um and Ren yeah. is sort of uh witnessing this, um, you know, remembering Nana being like, Hey big boy, so hot off the press, Nobu and Hachiko are an item now. Um and sort of that conversation. Um and Ren sort of becoming aware, like, I something happened here that there's a miscommunication, but I'm just choosing. It's getting complicated. I don't want to get involved. Um, yeah. Uh, I also laughed at the uh, earlier panel where Takumi is, like, slamming the door open. <laughs> yeah. Why would someone suddenly screen their calls? And Rara being like, maybe because they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also the the note here of uh ryan loves to read uh shonen jump um which will come up but rayra like a, draped yeah. over him and reading it as well yeah um then uh this is, is one of the big key moments. Um, I mean, it starts with Nana just seeing Nobu uh, in the bookstore, um, flipping through a manga and being on a, a sex scene, <laughs> uh, which is a little bit of a joke about, you know, how manga is these days. You know, it's got sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, this one that we're reading yeah. right now. Um, But then uh, Nana jokes, Hachiko is not enough of... Uh, is not enough for a man like you while well, she is a dog um, and he's like you know all dreamy swooning al contraire uh, of which of course Nana immediately reacts with what is she hot in the sack how um, which again an expectation you would more expect from a, a dude in a manga right <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even the comment here you're just like Ren uh, when we talk I don't feel like I'm talking to a lady uh, so again, the suggestion from Nana's side as well of maybe some interest there, actually. Um, but uh, we then get the the key moment here. Um, yeah. Where Nana says, uh, well, so Nobu is saying, uh, oh, you just care about Hachi. You're just using me to make her happy. Well, she will be. Uh, Nana says, whatever. That's not it. Sorry I used you, sad but true. Um, and Nobu asks, as revenge against Takami? No. To give Hachiko free run of my kingdom. Um, you get Nobu's reaction. Yeah. And then she says... <coughs> uh, two uh, shots of his reaction. Yeah. Um, and then she says, uh, it's up to you to make sure she never runs away for the rest of her life. Nobu. Uh, and then Hachi shouts, Nobu runs up, um, 
immediately sees Nana, runs to Nana, and we get Nobu witnessing that, you know, Hachiko, when it's that both happened. of them around, is going to run to Nana. Um, yeah, or and then Nana pats her on the head. Yeah. Like a dog. Yep. Um, so, uh, this is, yeah, like you said, a key moment, a great moment in the manga. Um, a, a shocking one as well. Um, the way that it, uh, so suddenly shifts, uh, in tone, um, where we have this like comedic banter, uh, several of the sequences before are like funny. And then this one too is like funny. It's lighthearted. Uh, and then suddenly like, you know, Nana just reveals, uh, this really, uh, <laughs> some really dark, and it, uh, emotions and it's specifically in response to like nobu says i knew you were on my side you've always supported me uh i think we're pretty tight and then we get her reaction and says it's not about you dude um and this is where she like you know just already like a harsh shift yeah uh, um and then he kind of is saying oh you just care about hachi you're using me to make her happy um and then she's fully revealing, like, no, I just want to possess her. And <laughs> that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, it's like really the mask about. off moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, like, yeah, uh, one of the darker moments, probably, in the manga, um, just suddenly, like, breaking in here. Uh, but, yeah, Nana revealing that she's fixed her problem of Hachi like running away uh, from her domain to trap nest um, by using Nobu to keep her in the fold. Um, And that her primary concern is this like, or that this, what she's acting on is this like extreme possessiveness. Uh, But not only that, this like egotism as well. Um, where, uh, she just seems to have no qualms about, well, we know that it's not true that she has no qualms about it because we've seen throughout these chapters that she does. Um, but in this moment, uh, she's just like fully, uh, in, uh, channeling and like embodying, um, all of her uh, worst instincts here. Yeah. Um, and we find out there's, it's kind of a rug pull moment as well, because um, we find out that not only is this, um, not only is she showing these emotions right now, but that she's, these have been, this has been her intent all along uh, throughout this um courtship or whatever of Nobu and Hachi um, that there's uh, that these really dark uh, motivations have been uh, present the the whole time. Um, So it casts a lot of the preceding chapters in a different light. 
Yeah. Um, and then capping it off with her patting Hachi on the head, um, like a dog. Uh, just like a, a really disturbing moment. Uh, um. And Nobu, uh, we get Nobu's reactions as well, which I think is important. Um, where he is like realizing um, the gravity of this and then just like the whole scope of um, the timeline and, and uh, <laughs> what all has transpired yeah. uh, and is deeply alienated. Um, and also at, at this point, Nana has kind of stripped him of um, his feelings of confidence and agency and fulfillment um, in this uh, burgeoning relationship. Yeah. Um, so she's really, really done quite a bit of harm. Uh, but I mean, to, cause I've been talking throughout too, with her reactions of, um, you know, there are the ways in which is, is she having this pain reaction because she feels guilty about how she's using like Nobu to try and keep Hachi. Is she, uh, feeling the sadness that like, having Hachi and Nobu hook up is what she thinks is the only possibility to like keep Hachi. She doesn't actually get the, uh, like, you know, possessing her in that way that she wants. Um, the, like having that, that deeper relationship. Um, and so there's also this way that this is specifically coming out as a, like she's saying this to Nobu specifically after Nobu is talking about having had sex with Hachi is there a way that she's also sort of lashing out to hurt Nobu here uh, to take something that's like maybe a part of a truth, but this is the sort of uh, coldest exaggerated, most exaggerated, yeah. most meant to hurt version of what she's doing. Um, whereas the conversation that she like had with Yasu, some of her reactions suggests, you know, it is not quite her feelings like, are, yeah, cold, harsh, like, uh, I'm just using everybody so I can keep Hachi. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally agreed. Yeah. Um, and we have plenty of, of evidence leading up to this. Um, and this um, also gets, like, I think further highlighted where Nobu is talking with Shin afterwards, um, you know, being like, uh, do you think people ever change? She just as warped as she was before. I thought she straightened out after getting together with Ren. Um, and Shin points out, like, I mean, Nana's pretty possessive. She has a padlock around Ren's neck. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't think it's just because she's into Sid Vicious. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like she, this was there all along. You just didn't. Yeah, she has the Ren tattoo flower down her arm, or the Ren flower tattooed on her arm. Um, all of that, but then also this note of, but he seems to be into it. And even after being broken up for two years, Ren was still obsessed with Nana. I'm sure Ren's pretty crazy himself, but Hachi talks about them. Like they're the ideal couple. Uh, so again, there's also this linkage of like, to some degree, this is, is this what Hachi also wants? Is this possessiveness? Um, even or does if, she not fully understand it either? Yeah. Uh, cause then and she has an of, image of it that like love at first sight. That's my kind of story. Yeah. Like is Hachi's image of what their relationship is, um, <laughs> not really fully grasping 
what it this truth about it um remains to be seen i guess yeah uh but this moment for nobu will have significance later on i think too yeah um in the pivotal moment that we've forewarned about <laughs> where uh uh hachi goes with takumi uh so there will be consequences yeah. for this um we also get uh nobu asking shin if uh he was also encouraging them to to get together in order to keep hachi in uh the kingdom um you know and he even says you said she was like a dog and told me to chase some tail uh and and shin responds oh no no i wanted you to answer your question if a man and woman are just objects to each other can they really be bound by love um and then uh you know says so are you bound and nobu says well i know you're sleeping together um oh no wait uh yeah ask are you guys says you're gonna have to find that out for yourself yeah nobu says you're gonna have to find that out for yourself buddy uh and he sort of shin has this reaction um and then thinks but for me that's impossible cut into what shin's like family origins uh this dad who has no love for him (laughs) um does not care when they're like well we'll be watching out for your son's best interests um uh yeah all of this uh you know just doesn't want family's dirty laundry exposed uh what exactly is that who knows um and uh we even get the even though he's not your flesh and blood don't you feel anything for this kid you raised for 15 years no i don't uh so also even this this man you know um shin was seemingly adopted uh and we get the there's this image of Shin in bed with a woman. Um, and when I see this, is this Keiko who he went to be with? Or is this the past? Is this like, mm-hmm. I can never bring myself uh, to feel any love for Shinichi, not even once. I did try, though. Like, you know, was was his like wife or someone adopting him for this reason? Is, is he been groomed going way back? Who knows? Um, yeah, there's ambiguity, I think in that, in that image. Yeah. Um, and a a troubling image as well that it could be, um, this could just as easily be the woman that he's having sex with now or like his adoptive mother. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but also the, um, the way that the response from Shin's father is couched. Uh, so he, yeah, he's saying, I don't feel any love, but he's, he's saying, unfortunately I don't, I could never bring myself to, I did try though. Yeah. Um, so there's something deeper in there, uh, which I, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, there's something deeper in there that, uh, further complicates the picture of, of love um, where, well, now we have an image of someone trying to love another person and not being able to, um, which is uh, 
again, something to uh, keep in mind. And then also this idea of, um, you know, they're, they're going to say that Shin's 18. Uh, they're not going to use like last names. He's just going to be Shin for like, you know, all the promo stuff for the band. Um, you know, this like, don't want to get dirty laundry exposed gets like immediately paired with the image of Hachi painting the walls white and thinking about, I just need to steal away some memories, but I feel kind of like a criminal hiding evidence. Uh, am I still making mistakes somewhere or somehow? I think there's also this way that this image is being tied to like, there's a, a papering over of Shin's past here. Um, it's not actually like getting rid of the trauma and the memories that Shin probably has. It is more hiding the criminal evidence of whatever happened mm-hmm. to him. Um, but of course is also talking about her feelings towards Takumi, uh, trying to cover up the, the, you know, shadow of the, the trapness poster here. Um, you know, making it brighter and cheerier in here as, uh, <laughs> um, Misato Misato says. Um, And then, of course, we have uh, Nana looking out over the water. uh, Key image for her that will recur over and over again with, um, Hey, Nana, the mistakes I made, the scars I have, won't disappear even if I cover them up. So I'm still calling your name no matter how much it hurts until you answer me. Um, You know, clearly the, the hopes from the future for Nana to return. Yeah, and that this return and reunion is the, um, the like fulfillment, um, that is needed, um, that there's no substitute for. Yeah, um, and that it also will involve some sort of uh acknowledgement of of mistakes and scars and pain, uh, but that it's reckoning with that. Yeah. Um, but that also, it's a thing that, that Hachi wants to do, um, is, is important, you know? Yeah. Uh, we've made it. We're, we're just over four hours. (laughs) We cracked it. We cracked the four hour limit again. Yep. Um, we, this is why, this is why you should give money to, uh, uh, export audio on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, not, we, not for us. Yeah. But this is what we're doing it for. Yeah. Um, you and I, Connor, will probably talk more after, like, you know, we'll, we'll get ready to go uh, wrap this up so we can go to bed. Um, but you and I will, will talk off mic uh, if we want to go to one volume an episode because i i think mm-hmm. we could just for yeah. our own uh sake in terms of time um and the length of these episodes uh and if that happens i will just i'll just do a little pickup and i'll record something and i'll like slot it in right here uh either way i'll just record something and let people know like what the plan is but a very strong possibility we'll go down to uh one volume um and to finish this out, which will take longer, but <laughs> um, four-hour episodes we've, are fun. We've but, made some, yeah, yeah, we've made some good progress. So. Yeah, we're um, not going to have 20, 21 episodes. Yeah, at the end. Um, 
So thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can go check out, oh, well, you know, I, I guess I'll record. I'm, we'll, we'll put in here. I, what to read for next time. Hey, this is Neve, uh, coming from the editing room. It's editing room Neve. Uh, yeah, we're just doing one volume. We're reading four chapters. Are you fucking kidding me? This went so long. This episode was so long. I mean, next one is like three and a half hours. So, um, I mean, I guess it could have been five if we did like six chapters again, but it's four chapters. It's, we're doing a volume. We're just doing volume eight. We're going to have like bonus chapters coming up. Some of those volumes are still going to be long. We're, we're just going down to one volume. Obviously. Obviously. It wasn't even a question. Uh, but then, yeah, we'll be back um with whatever that decision was uh you can send in uh emails to us at ghostdiverspod at gmail.com um please support the network uh, as you mentioned before exportodd.io that's where you go to the go to the patreon it's exportodd.io get it it's export audio but with a period before the io um support it uh if you do one dollar you get uh, bonus up. Ep- you get episodes of podcasts a week early. Not this one for for various logistical reasons. But um, pondering Pluton is a show that you and I Connor do, um, where we are reading through Cromartie High School at a much slower pace uh-huh. <laughs> than Nana. <laughs> um, and we are it's talking the about exact it, opposite of yes. this. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then, uh, it's a fun time. I highly recommend people check it out. Uh, you can go to exportodd.io slash Puton to find the free feed. Um, but again, give us a dollar, uh, and you'll get those episodes, like, basically the night that we record them, rather than a week later. Um, you'll also get Ornate Stairwells, which is, uh, I believe, unless SAG-AFTRA, by the time this comes out, has finally reached a, a, a deal, um... We'll probably still be covering something. Uh, by the time this episode goes out, we will have wrapped up Ikoku Nikki. So that manga is done. Um, and we still haven't decided what we're going to do instead. Um, uh, the episode 100 of Ornate Stairwells, uh, we wanted to talk about some sort of movie because it's episode 100. It feels like we should do something special. So we're going to talk about Perfect Blue, which uh, being an anime is not a struck work. Um, I think the dub was also produced for the VHS. So, uh, you know, not a theatrical dub or anything. Um, I know that they've shown Perfect Blue theatrically, but uh, all the production stuff uh, would be unstruck. And it's a movie that uh, both Autumn and I like a lot, um, you know, was notably a, a movie that they watched uh, and like got back into watching movies because I was talking on Twitter about how I really liked it. So <clears throat> um, it'll be, uh, I think, a fun episode. And it's, I think out if it's not out, it's coming out soon when you hear this. Timelines are are different between podcasts so uh and then after that we're gonna figure out what else to do um my guess is the sag after strike is probably still happening but we'll see um and so we might read uh another manga like maybe poe clan or rosa versailles um or we might read like master and margarita um that'd be a fun book to go through uh something else but we'll, we'll figure it out um 
And then uh, the last podcast that I'll promo is Around to the Long Fire on Abnormal Mapping. If you go to abnormalmapping.com slash longfire, you will find it. Uh, it's me and my friend M. And we are currently reading through the Nibelungen lead, uh, which it's just a- after uh, boring ass kings, it's good to be back in the legends. Uh, actual narrative drama happens in legends that does not hap- happen in historical records of kings. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh we are having fun uh we talked about it a little bit at the beginning like the reading um and then the episodes can can go not as long as this but uh can go a little bit longer and a lot of it is just us talking about other stuff um expect some maybe final fantasy 8 talk on there it kind of depends there's like a degree that i have to hold back because it's m's favorite game um and so there's a lot where like they can't say stuff until i know enough so um we'll we'll see how that goes but uh i'm a little bit more gamer motivated so we're talking about some games on there um probably some other things will come up um it's always a fun time uh Go follow the podcast at Ghost Divers Pod on Twitter or just at Ghost Divers on co-host. You can follow me at Foxomnia on any social media platform. I'm mostly on Twitter uh, these days, but, um, you know, you can follow me wherever. Uh, where can people find you, Connor? You can find me at Rabelais, R-E-B-B-L-E-A-I-S, on Twitter and co-host. Um, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Bye. Time for hamburgers. Sachiko's definitely cooking hamburgers for Shoji. Definitely. For, for us too. Yeah, we don't even have to wonder anymore. We're going to have to find something else because we know for sure now. It's definitive. Yeah. We're going to go get the leftover hamburgers out of the fridge and microwave them. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>
Are we just going 707? Fuck yeah, we are. All right. All right. I got mine right on the seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I am currently listening to the music I'm going to use for the opening and closing for this one. What is it? Uh, so for the opening, uh, Hide and Seek by Loves. Um, and then for... Or that's for the opening. I don't remember if I said opening or closing. Uh, and then for closing, A Rhythm Like My Heartbeat by uh, Eihai Higarashi. I've completely forgotten to uh, listen to all of the, the music that you sent. Um, I, I especially thought that closing this one on a rhythm, like my heartbeat would be fitting given, like, I think like basically the last page that we read, um, not including the, the like bonus material, um, with the, Hey Nana, the mistakes I made, the scars I have won't disappear even if I cover them up. So I'm still calling your name no matter how much it hurts until you answer me. Um, and there's a, a section in uh, a rhythm like my heartbeat that is, I'll be able to love your skin, bruise, scars, and smell. I feel myself shrinking tiny as a baby nail. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that works well. Shrinking so, tiny as a Nobu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on, I'm doing something important. Right now I'm on on hide and seek, which um, both of these are a little bit like uh, slower, sadder songs from from what I consider 
punk artist, but um, but yeah, the the opening one ends with the recurring uh, "I needed you here" over and over again. Mm, yeah, that really fits. Um, hamburgers. We're si- <laughs> we're signing a contract that. about hamburgers <laughs> right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only type of contract that I ever want to sign. <laughs> you, it's, it's not a like a deal word. that we're like opening up a, a, a hamburger franchise. It just says hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers signed yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. Um, or a contract of- <laughs> that involves me, someone giving me hamburgers. Yeah. It's always, it's always good. Uh, speaking of hamburgers, do we want to do our drink check? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you want to go first or shall I? I feel like usually I go. I forgot that we're like recording post ED material right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm drinking green tea. Uh, I've been lazy the last few times, so I've just been making like the tea bag tea instead of loose leaf yeah my last the last time i made loose leaf tea was a real disaster so i'm just giving giving it some space oh was that the when it broke and everything no uh Mm. that that was bad but um no there's been another incident since then which is um I'll try to I'll try I'll try to tell this story for quite fairly quickly. I had this rooibos, this loose leaf like rooibos that I had bought, and it was, um, like a flavored rooibos or spiced, and it was like Cincinnati hot spice rooibos or something. Yeah. Which, uh, Sarah is really the one who drinks the rooibos, uh. It's not, it's not really my thing, but, uh, I can't remember what it was like in the evening or something. And I was like, Oh, do you want some rooibos? It's starting to get cold, blah, blah, blah. So I go to make it. And, uh, just the tea itself was really like unappealing. Um, it was really like, I, so I'm, I don't know that much about rooibos again, cause I don't drink it very much, yeah. but it's like flour like flowers or leaves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know you can get different like textures or different grains of it. Uh, and this was like extremely grainy. Uh, and so I just didn't like it r- right away. Uh, but I put it in the kettle and then you can like simmer rooibos. Uh, yeah. It's not quite as like strict as the other. Uh, as other types of tea where it's like at this temperature for this amount of time, um, you're just supposed to like throw it on the stovetop and simmer it for a little while. So I was trying to do that. I was like, Oh, I'll just simmer it. I put it on low. I'm going to leave it. Uh, and I did that. And then I came back and it had like boiled over. Uh, so with the way the kettle is, I mean, it's your typical, like if you look up a glass stovetop kettle, it's the removable chamber, like on the inside, but it's not quite like sealed. Uh, 
like when you put the tea chamber into the middle and it's resting in that little like, um, I don't know what the word is for it, but there's another removable part that like, uh, yeah, like a trap kind of, and you, you drop the chamber into that and it rests in there. And obviously it's not like a tight seal. So it boiled over and the tea had like expanded. And so then all the like grainy tea got into the, uh, like got into the tea liquid, like out of the chamber. Yeah. Uh, it was all over, like it burned onto the stovetop and everything. And so it was already like, that sucks. Um, but then, so I got out a strainer and I'm like straining the tea into the mugs. Um, and then I went to drink it and it was like, it was the worst tea I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Even what, worse than fast tea. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was so, so bad. And I don't even yeah. think it's, it's not just because of the tea itself, but I had just like, I probably miscalculated a couple things. First of all, I probably did not use the right amount of tea for the amount of water because I was careless on that. Yeah. And then second, it was like a flavored slash spiced tea. So whatever I did, when I just left it simmering there on the stovetop for a super long time at like higher heat than intended. Yeah. It just did something to the spices and it was like, like extremely sickly sweet combined with like the bitterest rooibos taste you can imagine yeah and then like a really really nasty like fake uh fake like honey maple uh like cider spice type uh taste and (laughs) i got it and i uh i brought it in and then i i drank I took a sip and I was like immediately like, this is terrible, but I didn't fully register how bad it was at first. Yeah. Cause also I was you're still not as the- like big into it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was still like in the realm of like, Oh, I can drink this. Uh, and then I <laughs> took another sip and I was like, wait, hold on. This is something's really wrong here. Uh, so then I was like, Sarah, I think, I think this tea might actually be really bad. Like, can you try it? Uh, and she like spat it out. Is this how bad it was? Uh, so we, I mean, we laughed about it for a solid few minutes, just like how bad the, like shockingly bad the tea was. Yeah. Uh, but that was the last time I used my kettle to make loose leaf tea. So I've just been like making my life easier and using the tea packets for the last few, uh, last few recordings yeah um so yeah i've got one i've got a green tea already drank a a thing of black tea and it's the same as last time the green tea is like i'm gonna kind of see how the how i feel um so in addition to that i have water (laughs) yeah i know i'm really uh i'm really pretty extreme over here like i drink one (laughs) cup of black tea uh, 
I might I might go in for a cup of green tea, but you know we'll we'll see how I feel. I don't want to get too intense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I have water as well, and then I have the Oktoberfest beer from I think two episodes ago. Uh, I just this beer is good, and it's October. Um, it's from. West 6th, 6th Brewing, which is Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't. No, no, no. It's not Cincinnati. It's Lexington, Kentucky. Um, it says, inspired by our fish growing neighbor's food chain. <laughs> you tell me what that means. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> West 6th Brewing. That I'm pretty sure that violates the uh, rules about adjectival order in English. It just doesn't yeah. sound quite right. So, but I'm gonna try not to let that affect the my enjoyment of the beer. So um, that's my that's my drink check. Okay. Um. I have so one. I forget where it was, but I did see a Kirinichi Bon. Um, so I'm having the the last of the Kirinichi Bon that I that I have. Um, I'll have to restock. Uh, it's like the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> the last of the Kirinichi Bons. Yeah. Um, I have that in the strawberry glass, of course, because uh, the strawberry glass is still there. Um, I do have uh, some. Why water- wouldn't it be there? It, it will break it will not be there <laughs> um i have uh my water with my electrolyte tablet um and then i have the perrier with lemon so, oh perfect okay yeah yeah because we get the origin of of that beverage mm-hmm. have you made it yet or are you just like is it ready to yeah i i made it um is it good yeah, I mean it's it's like lemon and sparkling water. Yeah, it's always seemed very refreshing. Uh, yeah, well, we talked about this before. I've been yeah. wanting to make that, so maybe I'll make that next time. Yeah, um, it's definitely refreshing. Good. Um, I think that's it. Should, do we want to get into the episode, or do yeah, we have? Let's do it. I, I guess before we do it, I'll just say the quick thing, which is, um. <laughs> You know, this this is maybe an explanation at the end, depending on how I sound throughout the episode. Uh, I've been, like, kind of weirdly sniffly for, like, weeks now, which was maybe ragweed season. Um, yesterday, there was a point where just suddenly I had, like, an intense sneezing fit. Like, it was, like, when I say intense, it was, like, I was sneezing once every, like... I would say uh, five to 30 seconds for like oh. 15 minutes. <laughs> I was yeah, just that... walking around my apartment sneezing. Um, and then after That's that, like I was incapacitating. Yeah, it, it was it was unpleasant. And then after that, I was just like extremely, extremely um, like clogged up, you know, just congested. Mm. Uh, and just like, you would blow your nose and you would like, I would blow my nose and there'd be like lot, like stuff is coming out when I'm blowing my nose. And yet it would feel like nothing happened at the end. <laughs> um, and I was just like, what has happened? 
Um, <laughs> and then I ended up being really tired and I went to sleep and I slept for like nine hours and I woke up. Um, and then Emily took our kid to swim class and I slept for like another hour and woke up. Uh, and then like Emily took our kid to go grocery shopping and then I slept for like another half hour and woke up. Um, I was just like fucking knocked out this morning. Um, wow. When I woke up from the nine hour sleep, I just had the like mouthful of mucus, you know, Ugh. where you just wake up and it's like all dried out because you've been asleep. So as soon as you like drink water, suddenly you're just like coughing up mucus. Um, mm-hmm. You rehydrate out all the mucus. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was just Yum. really unpleasant. <laughs> and so then I, I didn't feel very good this morning, but I felt better like after I sort of got up and like drank water and like felt like I got a bunch of stuff out and I wasn't like sneezing and I didn't feel congested in the same way. Um, and then after like the progressive naps, I felt better, but I think I just slept so long on my neck that now my neck hurts. (laughs) Oh God. So, um, that's where I've been at, but, uh, I do feel a little bit better, but my throat has a little bit of like, yeah, there was a bunch of drainage last night, I think. So, um, yeah, we've both been a little rough. A little sick on and off. Yeah. If if I felt how I felt last night, tonight we would not be recording. Um, yeah. So. Well, uh, you sound fine make it through. Yeah. Uh, I will say the the Perrier with, with Lemon really hitting the spot right now. Mm, yeah. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. Do you want to take a body break? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We can speed through this one. I don't have a ton of notes. Hello. I'm back. Hey, um, I was like, we can speed through this first chapter. I don't have a ton of notes. <laughs> oh my god, we always do. <clears throat> we're we're getting better. Yeah, kind of. Um, it was still good to do that that one breakdown of the miscommunication because there's like multiple moments of it, and I don't know if we have to break it down every time, but it's good to like For sure. talk about how. Um, I feel like that stuff is usually pretty. We see the reasons why. Um, totally agree both on the page immediately as well as like understanding where the characters are coming from because it's been set up um yeah and the since we mentioned before that the layering of emotions becomes so so detailed uh it's good to occasionally just take a scene and break it down and like try to go through all those layers so we can uh, to get an appreciation for just how detailed it is, uh, as well as for like what it's doing in the story. Um, do you, you want to get back into it? Yeah, let's do it. You want, can we take another quick uh, bathroom break? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
I am back. <clears throat> I just got back as well. Uh, <clears throat> remember when I said that we have to do a volume and a half instead of one volume per episode? <laughs> Are you regretting it now? <laughs> I'm not regretting it, but we could I have was done a little a bit wrong. Yeah, I was a little bit wrong. Um, I mean, we could always change our plans, but... Well, we'll finish this one and then we can think about it. Yeah. Um, all right. 